When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, how is everybody? It's a little early this morning, but I thought, let's do this. I got um, <clears throat> I got to go to the lake today. It's my nephew's birthday. So yeah, I'm leaving early. Let's do it. He's a jet setter. He's a jet setter. Um, a jet setter in English is when someone is always traveling. And it seems like Luke is always traveling, but that, that may not be the case. That may not be the case. He's in Poland right now. So how do you appreciate life around you and not let the small things get to you? Yeah. Um, so I'm in my forties and I think it took me until my late thirties or forties to just not care about like what other people think about me. I just be myself and I try to be as nice as possible, but um, there are some people in this world that are just never happy and you're never gonna make them happy. So um, I keep my family close to me. Um, you know, I have a few really good friends, but other than that, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's just a whole mindset where if you are positive, it just keeps getting more and more each day. So yeah, I, but I think it comes with age. I know in my twenties, you know, I let little things bother me, but maybe with maturity, it's like, I don't care. I don't care. I think it's a very good feeling when you can just not worry about what others think. And those people that like you will like you for being you. That's, that's my boomer advice what does it mean to dispose? And we often say dispose of. Dispose of, it's pretty much just throwing away. Like you would with trash. You might be in a movie theater and before the movie, they might say, please dispose of all of your trash. So to throw it away. And we mostly talk about trash with that. You may hear, and I hope it's just on a movie, but you may hear of somebody needing to dispose of a body. Dispose of a body. That means uh, somebody has been killed and they have to get rid of it. Like, so they don't get in trouble. So, I hope, uh, I hope that's, that's, that helps. Hope that helps. Dispose of. Good question. Uh, Ibrahim says, yeah, be yourself. Yeah, that's, um, that's, I mean, be yourself as long as you're not a jerk, right? Be yourself, but be kind. So, Ibrahim, nice. I like it. When you are nitpicking, I think this comes from, uh, England, the Brits. But little nits, I believe, are small little bugs. They're, they're small. And if you're nitpicking, it means... You're worrying about the small things. 
So let's say you have a really good friend and they're almost perfect, but um, what could be a minor? Maybe they chew really loudly. I don't know, but they're awesome in every other way. So you, if you bother them about their eating, you might be nitpicking. You might be worrying about the little things. Sometimes you'll hear it with husband and wife, like nagging. That has come up in the chat before, nagging. So nitpicking is worrying or picking on, picking on. That's a phrasal verb we use. Um, bothering people, picking on the little things, nitpicking. I hope that helps. Michael Jackson has a song entitled Jam, and he sings, it ain't too hard for me to jam. What's the jam there? Thanks. So jam, yes, it has to do with music. A jam, jam, not the stuff you eat. Jam uh, can be just like a good song. You can jam out to it. If you jam out means you turn it up loud, Maybe you're driving in your car, heads bopping like this, you're jamming out. Some bands, actually we have jam bands in my country. Those are my favorite bands where they will take a song and just jam it out. Meaning if the song on the album is three minutes, when they play live at a concert, they may take that three minute song and push it out to 10 minutes or even longer. So a jam band, but we use jam a lot with music, with music. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Since you are trying to improve your English, I want to give you three other ways to tell someone it's hot out without saying it's hot out. And to do that, I'm on my lunch break and I wanted to come over here under the shade of some trees because it's usually cooler in the shade than it is out in the sun. And the sun is bright today. The first way to tell someone it's hot out is it's a scorcher. Today, here in Maine, where I live, it's definitely a scorcher. And if you ever come to Maine, you might hear people say it's a squatcha. A lot of times in Maine, we will leave off the R. It's 32 degrees out. I know that might not be hot to some, but here in Maine, that's pretty hot for us. Number two, if you don't want to say it's a scorcher, you can say it's blistering out. Luckily, I don't know if you can tell, but we have a nice little breeze. The wind is blowing a little bit, so it doesn't feel as hot as it might if there wasn't a breeze, but there are definitely a lot of bugs. Another way to say that it's hot out is it's so hot you could fry an egg, meaning the tar or the sidewalk is so hot that if you put down an egg, 
it would start frying. Now that lesson was a little short. Don't stop there. Check out this lesson I did on the life of Monet. In today's lesson, we are going to talk about three English phrasal verbs. They all sound like they deal with food, but guess what? Only two of them do. Do you know which two? Today, we're going to talk about eat out, dish out, and dip out. Which one isn't about food? Let's talk about eat out first. This one has to do with food and is probably the most common. So I could eat at my house, which is fine sometimes, a little boring, but I could go eat out at my favorite restaurant. My favorite restaurant is a restaurant called C40. It's a Japanese hibachi grill. There, the chefs will cook right in front of you, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to eat out there for about a year. You probably know why. Nowadays, and you probably know why, but I have to order the food and then take it back to my house. Did you hear? I just used another English phrasal verb, take back. I could do a whole lesson on take back and take. How hard is that word? Since you're watching, how about I throw in two bonus English phrasal verbs. So right when you go to the restaurant, right when you arrive, they'll probably ask you two things and both of them are phrasal verbs. It's take out or dine in. If you take out, that means you're going to take it back to your house. If you dine in, which we can't do right now, you'll be eating at the restaurant. This next phrasal verb sometimes is used with food, but sometimes it's not. And that's dip out. Dip out. Let's say you have a big bowl of ice cream. You might ask your friend, hey, can you dip me out some of that ice cream? And that means they will stick their spoon in the ice cream, give you some in your own bowl. It almost feels like summer today. And in the United States, we have a lot of barbecues and potato salad is often served at barbecues. It's basically potatoes cooked, just mixed with a bunch of mayonnaise. And oftentimes people will ask you, hey, can you dip me out some of that potato salad? If you look at the thumbnail, that's a picture of potato salad. If you don't like mayonnaise, you're not gonna like potato salad. But dip out can also be slang for to leave a place. Let's say you're at a party and it's getting boring. You might ask your friend, hey, you wanna, wanna dip out of here? It's getting a little boring. You remember a couple years ago, we were able to actually go to the theater and watch a movie? Well, let's pretend we can do that again. And you might say to your friend, if the movie is boring, hey, want to dip out this movie is a little boring the next one is dish out and this is by request from a channel member amina who lives in canada dish out it sounds like it would be used with food right because we eat food from dishes but it's actually not we almost always use dish out when you're saying hurtful things to another person. I mean, maybe you're trying to help them, but that person feels like it's kind of hurtful. And to talk about dish out, I have to talk about another English phrasal verb, and that is pick on. 
if someone picks on another person, they might be talking about their shirt. Maybe they're saying, oh, I don't like your shirt. I don't like the type of music you listen to. I don't like the type of car you drive. Not a very good friend, but you probably always have that person in your life that just says some things that aren't so nice. And we might say that person is picking on you. Well, let's say you start saying the same things about them. You're giving it back to them. You're picking on them too. We have a saying for this. And we say, oh, you can dish it out, but you can't take it if that person gets mad at you for saying the same things they were saying to you. Let's talk about siblings. Brothers and sisters, they're always picking on each other, right? At least little ones are. And maybe the brother is always picking on the sister. And then one day, she's had enough. She says, hey, I'm not gonna take it anymore and starts picking back but the brother gets mad. We might say about that brother, oh, he can dish it out, but he can't take it. It's hard to explain English phrasal verbs without using other English phrasal verbs. This lesson was pretty short, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning. Right up there is a video I made about English phrasal verbs we used with the phone. Check it out, it's gonna help you. Oh man, we're live, aren't we? Whew, we are live, what is going on? Not sure why, but almost every time before a live lesson, I get a little nervous, like, oh no, I hope I don't mess it up. There have a lot of things planned for you today. So things could go horribly wrong, but they're not going to, right? Today, we are going to be learning about money. So lots of vocabulary words that we use in English when we talk about money, but I would like to say hello to a couple people. Amina, Amina is in the house. What's going on? We, how are you, Julia? Julia, welcome. Welcome. Oh, can't forget about Dr. Luke here from Poland. So the way this works is I'm going to teach you hopefully a bunch of new things, but even if you know it already, it'll be a nice review. And then there will be a couple channel members that come on live here. I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous for them. They're coming on in a foreign language. They're going to do great, though. They're going to do great. Hey, is Italy in the house? Gabriel, ciao. Ciao, amico mio. And, um, yeah, Semra. Semra will be on in a little bit, too. Yeah, you need to usually wake up early, right, Julia, to make some money, to make that moolah. We'll talk about moolah as well. And then at the end... If you're, if you're watching on a desktop, this might work better, but we're going to play a little vocabulary game. It's called Quizlet Live. It's super easy to get into, but you might need two, two browsers or two tabs to be open, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, Mega, um, if, you're, if you're a channel member, I put up a video yesterday of me playing the drums. They're back there. I mean, I'm a, I'm a trash drummer, but um, people were very nice. So thank you. Thank you, Mega. India is in the house. I hope, I hope this is a good time for most people. And I see Cecilia's here from Argentina. And I know we have some people from Jake's here from Korea. And Mega's here from India. And then we have Argentina represented. So Hopefully in Uzbekistan, I saw was in the house. So welcome, Uzbekistan. Hey, and Indonesia's here. 
Ario, welcome. So now that I hopefully I've said hi to most everybody, you know, Argentina's here. Yeah, Maria's here. She's going to be on a little bit later. She has a great question. I can't forget Taiwan, Romania. Hey, Lucian, how are you? So the first term I'd like to talk about right here is, is not this. This is just an introduction. But the first term, they kind of go together. And it is bills or paper money. So we would use that term for either of those or for, for that picture. We might use those are bills or we might say those are, that's paper money. But we also have something called coins. So I'd like to talk about those two together. And I have a sentence for you. So if you want to pause the lesson or if you're watching on replay, hello, watching on replay, I wrote some, some words that I think will help you with your English. So if you want to write those down or if you want to practice shadowing with them, they are here and they should be grammatically correct. So in this sentence, I'm comparing two things and I think that can be a little difficult in any language, when you want to compare two things. So I wrote this sentence for you. I would rather have bills in my pocket than coins. So we're comparing those two things, bills or paper money with coins. And the reason I would like to have bills in my pocket rather than coins is, well, bills are lighter. They're usually worth more money. Now these are, these are $1 bills and our first president, George Washington is on the bill. So that's not that, that's not worth that much money, but probably worth more than those coins. I see a lot of coins there and most of them are pennies. I see maybe a couple dimes, but I would rather have bills in my pocket rather than coins. I don't know about you, but that's how, that's how I roll. I would rather have bills in my pocket or my wallet. We'll talk about wallet and billfold a little bit later. So the next sentence goes with the next picture here. If the bank is closed, you can use the ATM to get out money. And that's our next vocabulary word or vocabulary term. ATM. I think most countries have ATMs, right? It actually stands for something that you probably won't need to know in English. It stands for automated teller machine, teller machine. But you don't, you don't, you don't need to know that. You just need to know ATM. Hey, where's the ATM? And that way you can get money out. Gee, Mohammed. I, yeah, this is, I am an English teacher. I don't know anything about Bitcoin. I know nothing about Bitcoin. So I am here only, thank you, Siwoo. I am here only as an English teacher, not an accountant. We'll talk about accountants a little later. And I'm definitely not a financial advisor. A financial advisor is someone who can advise you or guide you with your finances. And I am not that. 
I can barely deal with my own finances. You know who's good at it is my wife, Jamie. She takes care of all the bills. So maybe she should do a lesson on investing, but I am just an English teacher. Oh, that makes me, that makes me feel so good. That's why I do this is to try to help people all around the world become better with English. And I hope I'm doing that here. ATM. I think I might have another sentence with that. If the bank is closed, you can use the ATM to get out money. No, I just have that one. But you could end that sentence without if you want. So sometimes in English, the order of the words, it doesn't really matter that much. If the bank is closed, you can use the ATM to get money out. I could have said that. It's perfectly fine. Sometimes you can change words in English and it doesn't affect the meaning. Sometimes you switch up the words and it totally affects the meaning. And if you notice, I do have that comma here. We won't get into grammar too much, but if you're ever writing in English and you start a sentence all start a sentence with if you will need a comma before the subject. You'll need a comma somewhere in your writing. Next one. You must pay the cashier before you can leave the store. And that's our next word I'd like to talk about is cashier. Cashier. That's it. Cashier. We'll get to cash register in just a second. So a cashier is the person who, unless you steal something, which I hope you don't steal anything, but you go into the store, you want to buy something, you got to see that person right there. It's the cashier. They are usually next to the door, so you can't leave without paying. You need to pay that person. And guess what? The cashier is over by the cash register. And that's the next word I'd like to talk about. The cashier is over by the cash register. And I could not find a really good picture for cash register, just a child's toy. So I use that one, but it has everything right there. It has the drawer. That's what we call the drawer there. It's got the little buttons with the numbers. That's all you need. A cash register, cash money, as they say. Hey, I'm going to look through the chat to see if there's any. I like doing these lessons, but sometimes it feels like, you know, I'm not quite connected to everyone. So let me look through. Here we go. Look at this. We, yeah, that's the great thing about ATMs. We can go back to that for a second, but that's the great thing about ATMs is they are often available 24 seven, 24 seven is one way you can say all the time, 24-7, meaning 24 hours a day, seven days a week. ATMs, they're often available 24-7. Hey, our friend from Uzbekistan already said that. I didn't have to type that in. Farada, 24-7. Nicely done. Yeah, so Mohammed, did you learn at university how to teach the language? Yes, I did. Many, many years ago, the University of Alabama, we say roll tide. 
University of Alabama. They have a good American football team. And I went there, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago, I guess. I'm getting old. Yeah, Miho from Japan is here. Welcome. And I believe Miho works at a sort of Home Depot, maybe. Is it kind of like Home Depot? Oh, I love this one, Siwu. My father says he feels like an ATM. <laughs> maybe he's tired of making money for the family. Yeah, if the dad or the mom, we're going to talk about gender roles in a minute. Um, yeah, the dad might have all the money and he just feels like he's giving you money, feeling like an ATM. See, love it. Love it. The next one. Have we, have we done this sentence yet? I think we have you. Maybe not. You must pay the cashier before you leave the store. Yeah. You want to do that because if not, you're stealing. Stealing's bad. Hey, but you don't need any money to steal. It's just illegal and you might get put in jail. So probably best not to do it. The next one I want to talk about is debt. And here is the example sentence for you. Debt is when you have a negative amount of money. You don't want to do that, but sometimes it happens. Debt. What's the next one? Debt. So let's say you're spending more money than you have. We say that you will be in debt. And in the United States, it is hard now to go to college and leave college without being in debt. Now, let's take a look at how that is spelled because it's kind of weird. I am saying debt. There is a silent B in that word, debt. So in the United States, college is extremely expensive. It, you might be spending fifty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. It usually takes four years to go through college or university. In the United States, college, university, it's the same thing. In other countries, it's different. But college, university, to go there for four years, you're probably going to come out of college in some debt, in some debt. And here's a, uh, a sad sentence, but it's true. And uh, yesterday I put up a video about going to the doctor's. And I might do a video on how insurance works in the United States. But here's my example sentence for debt. The family went into debt after the high medical bills. So unfortunately, in the United States, medicine costs a lot of money. And I think in most places it does. But if you are sick or a family member is sick, oftentimes they pay so much money towards the hospital and towards the doctors that they might go into debt. All right, let's check here. See any questions. Is Jamie here? Jamie's here. I didn't even say, Hey Jamie, what's going on? I told everyone that you were the financial guru of the family. And if someone is a guru that might act, that actually might come from Hindi, by the way, mega, I'm not sure, but guru I mean, it's another way to say expert. So 
guru. Jamie, my wife, is the financial guru of the family. As I hit the microphone, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. Luciano, oh yes, I'd love to see a video on medical services in the U.S. A. By the way, medical services are almost free in Romania. Yeah, um, that yeah, that's a tough one um, because I know my friends in Canada, they'll often want to go to the United States because you can get in to see a doctor more quickly. But in Canada, it's it's free. And we're going to talk about taxes in a little bit. Because, of course, nothing is really free. The money has to come from someplace. But we'll, we'll talk about taxes. And um, Yawin from Taiwan has a great question I want to get to in a little bit. Guru. And learn Italian con gli americano. Says it is from India. So good. Oh, the expert. Mega. She knows Hindi. So guru, we have taken that word from Hindi and we put it right into English. I think the same is um, true for yoga, right? Yoga. That's what we do in English is we don't try to change it. We just, we just bring it in. And I use karaoke as an example from the Japanese karaoke. I know if there are any French speakers in here, I believe there's like a whole school or a whole just like group of people, the Académie de Français, that just, if anything comes into the French language, they will change it to make it sound a little more French. In English, we don't do that. So we were talking about debt. That That's not a fun subject to talk about for sure, but it's one that we need to talk about. Now, maybe so that you don't go into debt, you can take out a loan. And that's our next one right here. A loan. You can see this couple. They're young. They look very happy. And they have a picture of a house. So a lot of people will take out a loan from the bank. And notice it's it's a noun here. A loan. They take out a loan from the bank. Loan can also be a verb. So the bank can loan this couple money to pay for their house. So let's say you have a house. It costs $200,000. Most people don't have that amount of money in their pocket. They don't have that amount of money in their bank account. So they will ask a bank, hey, can I take out a loan? You're going to pay for my house. We're going to talk about mortgage in a minute. You're going to pay for my house. I'm going to pay you each month. You're going to charge me a little bit extra. We call that interest in English, interest. So when you take out that $200,000 loan, you're going to pay the bank a little extra because they have given you that loan. I am hoping the bank will lend me money so I can buy that new car. I need to get that loan. Another popular thing that people take loans out for are cars. Cars, usually pretty expensive, especially a new one. 
most people don't have that amount of money in their pocket. So they'll take out a loan. I don't like borrowing money from the bank, but I don't have enough money in my account to do so. So that person probably wants a car or a house and they just don't make enough money. They haven't been able to save up enough money. So they go to the bank. Now it gets a little special when we talk about housing loans and you might hear the term mortgage sometimes. And that is specifically, it's a special word that we use for loans when it comes to houses because they're so expensive and they usually have to be paid off over a really long amount of time, 20, 25, 30 years. You'll often hear that. I need to take out a mortgage in order for me to buy a house. I don't know. It must be nice if you have that amount of money in your bank account to say, oh, I want a new house. Here's $200,000. Must be nice. I am not in that position. I am not in that position. Mortgage. Jake, I hope it's not too late for you in Korea. Jake. Oh, French. Miss Rue. That's what we would say. I don't, I don't dare say your first name. Let, no, I'm going to mess it up. I'm sorry. Miss Rue. Miss Rue. We have a lot of English words in French language. Ah, French Canadians change English words into French pronunciation. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. Maybe you're living in uh, Quebec, which is not that far from where I live. Uh, I, I, I want to say your name, but then I don't want to offend you, Miss Rue, if I, if I mess it up. We, and where I live in the United States, at one time, we did have a lot of Quebecois come down and work in um, factories. So there was a lot of French spoken in my town at one time. Fabio says, hey, Brent, sometimes I hear the word draft or drafted related to money in banks. Could you explain what the word draft means having to do with money? Yeah, so um, a bank draft, you'll often hear that. A bank draft. Okay, I'm going to try it. Letitia? Letitia? Is that it? Letitia? If I'm correct. Uh, Yeah, so a bank draft is just, um, if if you take out, and we'll talk about, um, taking money out of the bank, but it's just like, a, it's similar to a receipt. It's similar to receipt when you go to um, the store and you have proof that you've bought something, your bank, you may overdraft. Sometimes you'll hear that too. So it's just a, well, that's actually a word that's coming up here pretty soon. It's just a, proof that you have either deposited money and that's when you put money into the bank in English, you deposit money or you take out money and that's your own money. So if you just have money in the bank to collect interest, so a lot of people 
do that. They have a savings account. So many English terms we could use with money. Maybe I need to make them part two. But uh, the bank draft is just some people keep their bank drafts or their bank statements as proof that they have put money into the bank or they have taken money out of the bank. Hey, and I, I didn't put in any idioms for this. I thought about it, but I didn't want to make this lesson too long. But Cecilia brings up a great one. Is the idiom to make ends meet common in everyday language? Yes, we use this quite a bit to make ends meet. And that's has to do with money. So maybe, maybe let's say a guy, a guy bought a new car and maybe it's just a little too expensive for him. So he might get a part-time job to make ends meet, which means to have enough money. That's what to make ends meet means. So sometimes people will take on an extra part-time job to make ends meet. It's a good question. Good question. I don't know, Jake. I don't know. I don't know that. See, Jake is 16 and I'm old. So that might be a young person thing. Bologi? Bologi? Um, ah, so Jamie, the financial guru of the family says draft is also when a check clears the bank. So checks, and I did not, I did not include checks with this because they are a little bit older, but of course we'll get to overdraft. I may mention checks, but checks back in the old days, back in my day, before credit cards, you would write a check. And let's say you wrote a check for a hundred dollars, but you only have $50 in the bank. So then you would over, we're going to get to overdraft in a minute, but yeah, you would kind of go into debt, kind of go into debt there. Next one, unless I have more example sentences for this. I do. If you would like another example sentence, I need to take out a mortgage in order for me to buy a house. Did we do that one already? I wanted to add the English phrasal verb take out, take out. When we're talking about money, you can take money out of the bank or you can put money into the bank. So take out, put in those phrasal verbs work when we're talking about money. Now we've talked about overdraft here. That's our next one. Just like debt. It's another thing that you don't want to do. So hopefully you don't need this word in English, but overdraft. I also want to talk about bankrupt just for a second too. Overdraft. That is what will happen when you take too much money out of the bank. And I just used that example of somebody writing a check. I might have a picture of a check for an example here. Let's see if I do. Okay. So that's, that's what we call a check. And I'm sure you've seen that. So the great thing about checks or the bad thing is that you can write a check for pretty much any amount. Now you're supposed to have that money in the bank, right? But let's use a very simple example. I write a check for a hundred dollars, but I only have $50 in the bank. 
Well, that's an overdraft. That means the bank is going to be mad at me. And they are probably going to charge me some money. Yeah, we call that a fee, a bank fee. So a fee is when you are charged money. I can write that down to a fee. That's not one of the slides, but usually a little something extra that you have to pay. So because I took more money out of the bank than I should have, they charge me a fee. And back in the day, it was about $20. It might be more expensive now. I don't know. Hey, this is, I almost put this one in here, but let's talk about this mega. Sir, what do you say that uh, you, I think you mean who like who works in a bank? So a cashier is at a store. We talked about that. But if you go to the person who's working in the bank, we would call that person a teller. Allergies. So, so good. So good. Luckily, I got the cough button. Uh, yeah. So teller. Great question, Mega. Great question. Yeah. Okay. So checks. If you're a little bit older than I am, looks like you might have some internet trouble. If you're a little bit older than I am, you might write checks on a daily basis. And if we, so let me, let me, let me talk here for a second. When an older person, it's usually a woman, an older person is ahead of me in line and they're paying for their stuff, they often will write a check. It takes so long. I'm just waiting. So if you are older, some some older women still write checks for their groceries. Ah, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's not the worst, really. I'm just kidding, but... Ah, thank you. You know what? The golden light behind me makes my room look beautiful. Thank you so much, Muhammad. That is all Jamie. So Jamie is the financial guru, and she's also the interior decorator, which is a big term. Interior, meaning inside, decorations, overdraft. Yeah, we don't like that. Overdraft, not good. Yes, I know, Samra. It's allergy season. It's allergy season. Try to get some water. Maybe that will help. The next one here. In that picture, I'll pull it up again. Bankrupt. That That's worse than debt. So debt means you don't have enough money. But it might be temporary. It might not last as long. It gets a little more serious when you go bankrupt. So that means you don't have any money bankrupt. And you're probably not getting any money for a while. <sighs> bankrupt is not fun. You borrow from the bank when you take out a loan. You borrow from the bank when you take out a loan. Do we have a loan here? Am I out of order? Oh. Yeah. That's a bonus word. Maybe loan will come up later, but a loan mortgage. That's a type of loan we talked about. Let's talk about salary next. Salary. 
you may earn a yearly salary. We're going to talk about hourly wage in a minute. So basically, when you are on salary, which is what I am as a teacher, you get paid the same amount of money per year, no matter how often you work. Now, if I don't show up at my job, I'll get fired. But sometimes if you're working an hourly wage, you can get what is called overtime. In the United States, working 36 to 40 hours is usually considered the average work week. So if you are paid an hourly wage, you get paid per hour. But as a teacher, a lot of jobs get paid salary. So it doesn't matter if I work 36 hours teaching or if I work 50 hours teaching, I get paid the same. That's what salary is. Salary is the money you earn from working at a job. Wages is another term for salary. So I could talk about my yearly salary. I could talk about my monthly salary. I could talk about my weekly salary, I guess. But usually when you talk about weekly, you're talking about hourly wages. So a person who works at a bank, we call them a teller. They are probably working an hourly wage. They get paid for every hour they work. The more they work, the more they get paid. But if you're on salary, if you are on salary, it's the same. It's the same. Take a look at some of these comments here. Oh, Miho, so kind, so kind. And Jamie says the wage can equal how much you are paid in an hour. Mm -hmm. It can. English. Yeah, Mohammed, I'm sorry. The, um, uh, saw what Jamie just wrote in the comments. Um, yeah, I am trying to provide a lot of information for English, but a lot of these words you might not need in everyday conversation. Some of these are pretty advanced, pretty technical words. So even if you don't understand all of the words that I'm putting on the slides, I'm hoping that because I'm speaking slowly and hopefully clearly, this will also help you with your English. So please don't get too overwhelmed with these words. The great thing about this lesson is it will be on replay. And if you want to watch it again, you can. If you want to pause it, you can. So, Mohammed, no worries. No worries. Well, Mega, so monthly income, some people really look at that. And I know Jamie and I do because monthly income is important because that is how your bills are usually charged. So my bill for internet 
is usually charged by the month. Our electric bill is usually charged by the month. So most people do not collect a monthly paycheck. Like for Jamie and I, we get a paycheck. We get direct deposit. And I'm going to talk about that later. But most people will get paid every week or every two weeks. But the monthly income is important when you're trying to calculate how much you can spend because of bills. So um, monthly income is important. It's important, but we just don't think about that because people don't get paid every month. It's just when you're, you're talking about your bills. Okay, Maria. Yeah, th- I'm glad you asked this. So salary can be what you make. If you are on salary, that means you get paid one amount of money, usually per year if you're on salary. But if somebody asked you, hey, what's your salary? What, what, are, your, what are your yearly wages? Sometimes salary and wage can be used the same exact, exact way. It's a little bit confusing. So this person might be on salary. If you're a teacher, I believe if you're a doctor, Um, it just depends on the job. You not always though. Oftentimes if your job involves a college education, you're more likely to be salary, but then I'm thinking of so many ways that it's not. Oh my gosh, Julia, (laughs) let's, let's not talk too much about unions. That's a whole other thing, but yeah, teachers, we are in a union. I didn't plan on talking about this, but yeah. So with unions in the United States, there are some professions that are unionized. And so when we're talking about our salaries each year, I don't want to confuse people, but there are people who, who talk for us. So each month I pay a fee to my union There's that word again. It's a little like extra money you have to pay. I pay a fee. And then the union helps me out. Gets me more more money usually. Or benefits. Health insurance. Turkey. And Turkey salaries calculated monthly. Okay. All right. Yeah. So in the United States, monthly salary is important when we're talking about bills. And that is us too, Julia. As a teacher, we get paid, we call it bi-weekly. Every two weeks, we get paid bi-weekly. Seemed like um, Jamie was dropping some knowledge. Let's see what Jamie was saying. Um, Wage is paid by the hour. You have to be paid for hours you worked. Salary So to answer, yes, Maria's question here, salary is you're paid the same no matter how often you work. Aria, who who is this guy? Mr. Wes. Excuse me. Stay here. Stay here. Ah, Do what you want. Do what you want. All right. 
So Band is here. How are you? Hey. Mr. Souza, how are you? Welcome. Uh, yeah, so uh, it looks like Jamie's taking the, the union question is a very difficult one. So I see, I'm just looking through the chat here. Yeah. Uh, unions also negotiate how much money we pay for health insurance. That's a big, big, big topic right now in the United States. Yeah, how many sick days a year? So as a teacher, we get 15 sick days a year. And each time we don't use them, we can use them for the next year. So if you never get sick in two years, you would have 30 sick days. But yeah, good questions. Some some places unions are illegal. Um, and yeah. We'll talk about unions later, maybe, Oof, but I'm glad to see that it's going on in the chat. Uh, Brent, why are some people earning high salaries uh, is good for a country? I'm asking this question so that you can use those words in a long context. Um, that's a good question, Zobeda. Um, it just, uh, I don't think you'll be able to use this answer, but uh, it just depends on how you feel about money. Um, you know, some people value money quite a bit. I mean, it does allow for more you know, freedom sometimes, but I'm from, I'm from the nineties. Jamie might know this too, but, um, P Diddy, you know, back in the day said mo money, mo problems. So sometimes having too much money is a problem, you know, more fees you have to pay more people you have to. So I think that's a tricky question because money we have a saying in English, like money can be the root of all evil. So I think it's a personal opinion. Um, some people feel that more money is better. Other people might feel more money is, is just a burden. It's a problem. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with that one. Money can actually you know, open up a lot of things, but sometimes it leads to more problems. All right, we're going to get into some taxes here. And uh, Yawin has a question too, a really good question. So I do want to put that on the screen in a little bit, but income tax, and I do have an example sentence for this income tax is the money you make. I'm sorry. Income tax is the money you pay to the government based on your salary. So as Zobeda was saying, like the higher the salary in the United States, the more you make, the more you have to pay to the government. So sometimes, you know, but taxes, taxes can be good because they go to paying for improving your roads. They go to pay teachers. Taxes will go to pay police officers, firefighters to keep us safe. So taxes can be a good thing, but when you hear income tax, that means the amount of money you make at a job, but the government will take part of that. That is what income tax is. And we have a lot of different taxes in the United States during most years, income taxes are due every April 15th in the United States. So we call that tax day. You can ask for an extension 
So maybe for whatever reason you weren't able to get your taxes done, you can ask for an extension, but April 15th, your taxes for that previous year, for that last year are due. And Jamie did our taxes this year herself. Sometimes we hire an accountant to do them because they can be quite difficult, but somehow Jamie, my wife, she was in the chat a little earlier. She did them on her own and I want to thank her for that. What? Okay. And I don't want to say that C word there, but um, every other year, 2020, it was different. It was July 15th, I believe they extended it. And then this year, I didn't realize that it was, it's May 17th, but usually April 15th, if you were in the United States, know that as tax day. I did just quote, I did just quote P Diddy, mo money, mo problems. Well, that's truth right there. Sometimes mo money, mo problems. And I think, um, Miho was talking about income tax in Japan. I think more, I think a lot of countries will pay higher income tax than the United States. Uh, We have a little more freedom with our money, but as we were talking about like medical bills, very expensive college, very expensive. So it just depends on what you would rather have. Would you rather pay more income tax and have lower medical bills, lower college. Mm. Hey, he is in the chat. He's moderating. Make sure you check out his channel. If you want to learn a little bit of Italian, he does a great job over there. I, he put, he put up a video uh, yesterday. It's like a 12 minute video on other ways to say, okay. in Italian, I really enjoyed it. Right. So a couple more taxes here. We're going to talk about sales tax now. Sales tax. That's always fun. Sales tax is the money you pay for every item you purchase. So here's a big surprise. If you've ever visited the United States, you might know this. If you haven't visited the United States, we should talk. So let's say you want an item Let's make it simple. It costs $1. And if you're in my state of Maine, you go to the cash register, you go to the cashier to pay for your item for $1 and you have your $1. But then the cashier will say that will be a dollar six. And when the cashier says that will be a dollar six, they mean it's a dollar. It's written like this. Because of sales tax that we would say it's a dollar six. So there's usually, I don't know, 5% sales tax all the way up to like, I think 10% in some states, but depending on the state and depending on the food item, sometimes food, the, the item, sometimes food does not have a sales tax. Sometimes clothing does not have a sales tax but the potato chips that you buy might have sales tax because it's a snack and it's not as healthy, but just beware when you come to the United States, there is a good chance 
you will be paying sales tax. So if you go to a restaurant, there might be even more sales tax because you're dining out. Yeah, that's usually a nice surprise for people in the United States when they go to pay for their first item and the price is actually higher than they thought. And that is sales tax. So in my state of Maine, we have a lot of tourists who come from other states. So it's good for us because those people will come from other states, pay into our taxes. So it helps us pay for our roads. So sales tax, almost every item has sales tax. Almost. Hey, Sam, the Taiwanese is in the house. How are you? Welcome. Hey, boy, are you serious? 20, why is this not working? 23%. This is, this is an outrage. I wanted to, I wanted to put up, uh, and there it goes now. There was a little delay. 23%? Um, I was talking with Adriana too about uh, gas prices in the United States. And she said, listen, don't, don't worry about it. Your gas is cheap. Gas in Poland, she's from Poland. She's like, you wouldn't even believe it. So don't complain about gas taxes, you American. In Poland, we have to pay more. So I realize sometimes we, we have it pretty good here in the United States. It just depends, you know, with the, the high medical bills. It, it just it just depends. So the next one, sales tax. Let's get past sales tax. Are we going to be getting into some fun stuff? Eh, maybe. The next one we want to talk about is uh, accountants. No, I don't. Filthy rich. But as Biggie said, mo money, mo problems. So filthy rich is a term you might hear if someone is really rich. Filthy, you usually think is, is dirty. But in this case, filthy rich, it's a good thing. Yeah, some people might want to be filthy rich because they will have a lot of money. But, oh, I wanted to talk about accountants with, um. oh my goodness. Do I want to talk about this? State and federal income taxes. Okay, just really quickly. Um, we pay taxes towards our federal government in Washington, D.C., but everybody in the United States will also pay taxes towards their state government. So we actually have to pay taxes twice, which you might have to do in your own country. But federal is, it would go to like, you know, the army, you know, paying for the army. There are different things that go to different places. So some federal money will go to schools. Some federal money will go to roads. Some state money will go to roads. So, and teachers. And there's city taxes too. Let's stop talking about taxes. It's not fun. Let's let's go back to the filthy rich. Maybe if you like money, you you want to be filthy rich. Let's put that up really big right there. Boom. Filthy rich. And we can talk about these different bills here. The one on the top, that's a 50, $50 bill. The hundred is not there, but we do have a hundred dollar bill as well. And that is one of our presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. 
There's the 20. That's Andrew Jackson. Hey, on my other channel, yesterday I did a live lesson about Harriet Tubman. That $20 bill right there, it might be changing. Harriet Tubman might be going on the 20. And below that, we have the $10 bill. Alexander Hamilton is on that. He was the first Secretary of Treasury under George Washington. And below that, do you know who's this guy? Does anybody know? If you could uh, just write it in the chat. Huh? Who's that guy right there on the $5 bill? What's that man's name? As uh, as people are writing in the chat, give a shout out there. Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. He's moderating the chat right now. Welcome. Welcome. Anya's here too. Hey, welcome. Who is that guy? I have a little bit of a delay. Oh, nobody's written it. Oh, Elena. Hey, and I remember Elena has won the Quizlet at one time. We'll be playing Quizlet a little later. She won the Quizlet. Yeah, it's Abraham Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. He's on the five. Kind of a famous guy in American history. I'm going to do a lesson on um, a U.S. citizenship test at one time. And, uh, you know, Abe Lincoln, he might be on there. Filthy rich. That's a probably a good thing. But you might also hear about somebody living in poverty, which is the opposite of being filthy rich. It means you have very little money. And here's the example sentence. There is a big difference between people who are filthy rich and people who are living in poverty. So those are two extremes. The filthy rich, you know, Jeff Bezos, right, of Amazon and people who are living in poverty. So a big difference between those two people. The next one, tip. This can be tricky in the United States. I talk about this a little bit in a video I did about how to order breakfast in the United States. Um, Because in some restaurants, you don't tip. Some services, you don't tip. But others, you do. But let's talk about the word itself, which can be a little difficult. There are a few different meanings to the word tip. I just want to talk about two of them. But a tip can be like the end of a pencil, like like right there. That might even be a pen, but like the very edge, the very edge, the tippity top. But it can also be money you leave as a bonus after a meal. So in restaurants like McDonald's, you don't tip. But in other restaurants, we might call them sit-down restaurants where they bring you your food and then they clear your dishes, you probably should leave a tip. So tipping can be a little interesting. Like yesterday, Jamie and I went to a bigger city of Portland, Maine, and somebody parked our car for us. We call that a valet. And in that case, we gave them a tip. If you go to a hotel and somebody carries your luggage to your room for you, 
you would leave them a tip. That's a little bit of extra money to help them out for work well done. But if you go into a restaurant and the service is not good, then you might not leave a tip. If they were really rude to you and brought your food out really late, you you might not need to tip for that reason. Let's take a question here that has to do with taxes. Pull it up here. Yawen asked. Keep me over here. Here, This is a very complicated question. If you want to become a channel member, you will have access to the Discord channel. And this is where Yawen asked her question. It's a question about money. Hey, Brent, I just paid car tax to the city government. I need to pay income tax to the federal government and a house tax to the city government next month. Then a gas tax will go in July. Every year when tax season comes, I'm on the fence. We've talked about that too, like on the fence. If you don't know exactly how to decide, you might be on the fence. I think we discussed that in last week's lesson. Should I feel thankful that I have to pay taxes or should I complain? And so her question, actually, we have talked a little bit about taxes, um, but I thought this was just such a well-worded question. I know that Yawin probably took some time to write this. So I, I think, you know, for the question right here, should you complain or should you be happy? How about this? Anytime you have to pay money, we we should complain, right? It's not going to do any good, but you can complain. You can get it off your chest. When we say get it off your chest, it's just like you're just complaining, complaining, but you might feel better after. But do you feel like your federal taxes or your state taxes, do they go to good things? Do you have nice roads Does somebody come and pick up your trash each week? Do you feel safe? You know, if you do, complain all you want, right? If it makes you feel better. Um, And if not, you can write, I think in Taiwan, you can write to the people who represent you. You can write to your mayor, say, hey, I don't like this. And maybe they'll take care of it. And maybe they won't. From what I've seen, um, of Taiwan. Very nice, clean, and uh, safe. So I don't know, Yawan. That's a tough one. But it never hurts to complain. If it makes you feel better, complain all you want. And I think Maria and Samra will be on here in a minute to ask some more questions. Siwu, it's a new member. Siwu, welcome to the club. One thing you should do almost immediately right after this live stream is check out the members tab because there you will find the discord channel. We'd love to have you. There's a members chat going on tomorrow. Anya might get with you in the discord server. I definitely will too, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a fun time. Um, we often talk there. Sometimes I'll share pictures of the, the date night that Jamie and I went on. Um, there've been some other pictures shared, Samra share some pictures. So 
I think it's a good time. And I do have this thing I always play for a new member. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, so so welcome. Last week we did a members uh, chat. We'll do another one soon, but oh, people will come on camera. So, hey, Siwoo, so glad to have you. Uh, I see you in the chat quite a bit, so it'll be great to get to know you. And there's just a really nice community. I think that is, um, it's not, it's not, it's not me. It's because of all the people in the, we got about 40 members or so in there. So some great people. And you know what, Maria, Maria's here. She's going to be coming on in just a minute to um, ask her question as well. Hey, um, Samra's coming on as well. So if you both, if it makes you feel more comfortable to both come on and ask your question, that'll be cool because I know, you know, Maria's native language is Spanish. Samra's is Turkish. They're both great speakers, but uh, hey, Amina, Amina, you do not have to do this, but always nice oh thank you so much for the super chat and amina is a channel member i think you will love getting to know her she's great um i always love chatting with amina so thank you so much for that super sticker that means a lot thank you let's get into a little bit of uh slang here with money we have a couple different we change what we'll get back to change here but we have bucks dough and moolah so there are many different slang terms we have for money but if you want to know a couple bucks that's usually the bills like hey that cost me six bucks what my mcdonald's hamburger six bucks that's an outrage that's a ripoff or you could say i don't have any dough I can't go to the movies. Look at this. I don't have enough moolah to go to the movies tonight. So Maria is waiting to come on. Can you give me a, a, a head shake? No or yes. Do you want me to wait for Samra? Would, would you feel more comfortable? Okay. We're going to wait for Samra. So uh, Maria though um, has a question about money. It's a good question. I think it will help others. So the next one I want to talk about is a little bit complicated is withdraw withdraw because this can have a couple different meanings they're they're very similar but when you take money out of the bank you're withdrawing money and that's the verb you withdraw money but we call it a withdrawal that's that's the noun form it's so weird if you don't want to use withdraw money you can simply say take out. But when you withdraw money from a bank, we say that you have withdrawn your money. So this is definitely upper level advanced kind of stuff. But if you want to bring your English to just a little higher level, instead of saying take out, which is perfectly fine, you can say, I need to withdraw some money so I can go to the movies. Maybe, maybe. The other thing I want to talk about here was uh, change. Go back to this. Change. You may know that verb, change, like, oh, I need to change my shirt. Uh oh, 
Samer's in the chat, but it says her device is not connected. So change is the leftover money you get back when you pay for something. So if I bought that dollar item and there wasn't any sales tax and I paid with a $5 bill, I would hopefully get $4 change back unless somebody was ripping me off, ripping me off. Hope not. Next one is direct deposit. And for Jamie and I, oh, Samra, it's not working. Uh, I see Samra popping in here, uh, but the device is not connected for some reason. Direct deposit, that is when you don't even see your money. You don't even get a check when you work at your job. You just get it put right into the bank. And that is what I have. I get direct deposit. I don't even get any paper anymore. They send me an email with my bank statement and it says, Hey, we put this amount of money into your, to your checking account or your savings account. So many terms we could go over with money, but direct deposit. I think that's how a lot of people are getting paid these days. You don't see a check. You don't see any money. Boom. It just goes right into your account. Got a couple more here. Then we can get to our game. Here's a fun one. Piggy bank. Did you know that one? When I was little, I had a piggy bank, but then I had to break it open to get my money out. A lot of kids, some adults, they have piggy banks. So they'll keep all their savings in a piggy bank. Probably better to put it in the bank so you can earn interest, but there's a little piggy bank. I don't know if it's going to work for Semra today. She keeps popping in. Uh-oh, I have a private chat. Oh, Semra, for some reason, her her cam is being blocked. Samra's been on, I think, here before. Um, you may have to sign up some way, I think. You have to allow it, maybe. But it's definitely not anything on my end because I have allowed it. Yeah, look at this. Spare change, Marco. Sometimes we'll use that spare change. You just have a little bit of money lying around. Maybe you want to get an ice cream with it. Spare change is usually not a lot of money, but sometimes if people are, you know, homeless, they don't have a lot of money, you may give them some spare change. Good vibes. Mr. Souza, love that. Love that. So Jamie is saying we can actually use an app on our phone to pay bills, transfer money, even deposit a check. Yeah. Um, my bank, we have this app where, yeah, a lot of that stuff can be done right from your phone. Maria, you ready? Okay. Okay. Uh, Maria is going to come on. She has a question about uh, money, but I would also love for her to introduce herself too. So Maria, what's going on? Hello. Hello everyone watching. How are you? <laughs> Doing well, Maria. Thanks for joining us. Hey, um, I don't think you've been on before. Do you mind just telling everyone a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from and how long you've been studying English? 
Yeah, I'm from Argentina. I'm Maria. Um, well, I'm studying the course of studies of English translation for many years now, but I've studied English uh, all my life. So, um, well, and I have a question about money because you, you said that the topic was going to be money. Yeah. And immediately I thought of inflation, which is our worst financial problem in Argentina for decades. So when we Argentinians think about money, we think about inflation. So the prices of services and goods are really high. Yeah, and that is not a slide that I had. So Maria, no. I mean, excellent question. I wrote that in the chat. It's on the screen now. And Maria yeah. is talking about something called inflation, which is when in, in Argentina, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. Um, in the United States, we've had a pretty good run. In the 1970s, we had a real problem with inflation. And what inflation means, and I know Maria knows this, but just in case you don't know what inflation means, it means each month or each week, the price you have to pay for goods shoots right up. Yeah. And sometimes that can get out of control. In the United States, we have something called the, the Federal Reserve, the Feds. Yeah. And what they do is they mess around with interest rates. So mm -hmm. if it looks like our prices are going to go out of control, they will either, I can't remember what they do. They will lower the interest rates. I'm not a money person, but they will make it easier to borrow money. And if it seems like the economy is not going as well, Or, or is going too quickly, they will increase those uh, interest rates. So yeah. I've heard Argentina, I've heard um, Venezuela too. I think the inflation rate is out of control. Yeah. I think we are one of the, one of the countries with uh, most inflation rates. Uh, we are one of the of the worst in that. Uh, in that issue. <laughs> uh, well, and with the pandemic, it's worse. Uh, that situation uh, increased. And that's what makes it so difficult is that the prices are going up. And guess what? You still make the same amount of money each, yeah. week, <laughs> or each yeah. year. Salaries are the same. <laughs> yeah. And we have also devaluation, which I know is related to inflation. So for us, today, More or less, one dollar is uh, costs one uh, hundred, around one hundred pesos, Argentinian pesos, uh, the official uh, uh, value. Then we have the illegal dollar, which is one hundred and forty pesos. So for us, it's really expensive today uh, to buy things uh, uh, outside. If you if we travel, it's impossible. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, yeah. Sometimes when in the United States, when we go to Canada, it can be better for us because things are a little cheaper when you travel, cheaper. Yeah. but not always. So what you're saying is because, and then Maria just mentioned a term devalue. devaluation. I wrote, that, I wrote that in the chat. A lot of times when you put D in front of a word, it means the opposite. So yeah. if something is valued, it's trusted, it's worth something. If it's devalued, it means the opposite. It's not worth as much. So what Maria is saying is that 
if she comes to the United States, her money just isn't worth as much as it, as it once was maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. So you'll be staying in Argentina for a while is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. We'll travel, but I will stay here. I like it here. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. It's very nice. It's, it's a very big country. You have many, as you said, many uh, awesome uh, nature landscape to, to see, to visit. And Cecilia, Cecilia is from Argentina too. Uh, she's a teacher. Uh, she studied English translation, the same course of studies I'm studying. She, she graduated uh, a long time ago, as she, she told me. Uh, so she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Maria, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for becoming a member. It was great. And yeah. uh, anytime you have questions, we'll get you back on. Great. Thank you for your work and for Jamie, too. Oh, of course. Uh, you are great teachers. Of course. Bob, then we we watch uh, Bob's lesson. <laughs> Bob, the Canadian, he's going to be going on in uh, about 40 minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give him you are great. Yeah, your mm-hmm. job is great because you you do it for free. And it's not easy to find that uh, on the internet. Yeah, that's a great thing. I mean, I use a lot of Italian um yeah. YouTube. So yeah, it's great to be able to to get information for free. I think YouTube's great. Maria, thank you so much. I really much. appreciate it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> my pleasure. All right, that was awesome. Um, and I'm sorry that Semra can't uh join us, but I believe Semra's question was about devaluing as well. So um we'll get that fixed, Semra. We'll have you back on next week. How about that? Um, one thing I didn't talk about is, and this was part of Samra's question too, is sanctions. So sometimes one country will put sanctions on another country. And I feel really bad uh, for what's going on in Iran right now, because I feel that the United States is, is partly or a lot responsible for what's going on with um, the money situation in Iran right now, because inflation is out of control. And uh, the people of uh, Iran are some of my favorite people. And I, and I hate that that is happening to them. Um, so uh, yeah, teacher salaries in the United States, I can't complain too much. We do okay. But I know in other parts of the world, um, teachers are just not really valued. And uh, from what I hear uh, with talking with Rod and uh, Cecilia, that in Argentina and Brazil, it's just the wages for teachers, the salaries of teachers is just not really what it should be. Okay, so Semra is going to ask her question here from Turkey. My question is, how can I explain their money units more valuable than our money units? Thanks, Brent. Yeah, I think... um, Maria was kind of talking about that a little bit is, and I can use it for an example of the United States and Canada, because I only live a couple hours from Canada. And then, so we might say this, oh, nice compliment from Maria. Maria is always smiling. I haven't talked to her often, but the few times that I have talked to her, she is always smiling. She's always smiling, which is great. Which is great. So, Maria, you can come on anytime. Um, we like. Uh, I think somebody else mentioned the good vibes. It's it's a great vibe. So, um, exchange rate is maybe something we could talk about. 
And I think um, Samra is mentioning here. So an exchange rate, and I'm going to use Turkey, and I'm going to use um, the United States, not Turkey, sorry. I'm going to use Canada and, and the United States. So when it depends on the year. Sometimes the American dollar is doing better than the Canadian dollar. So when I go to Canada, the exchange rate is really good for me. And I can get things a little bit cheaper in Canada than I could in the United States. But other years when I travel, the Canadian dollar is stronger than the American dollar. So the exchange rate doesn't work out as well for me. And I might end up paying a little more in Canada than I would have here in the United States. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fun to have you on. Fun to have you on. Um, so, Samra, we'll, we'll get you back on. We'll get you back on. We'll figure out what is going on here. So, I think, how many slides do I have left? This might be time. Oh, let's two more. Let's talk about this really quickly, and then we'll get into our game here. Okay. Um, this first one I want to talk about is wallet and billfold. Now, I'm not saying just men, but it's more likely that men will carry a wallet or a billfold in their pocket, and that is where they keep their money. Look at this. More more compliments for Maria. Look at that. Maria, you have some fans. So a wallet. Where I live, we would call that thing in that guy's pocket a wallet. But where Jamie is from in the southern United States, we would call that a billfold. So wallet is definitely more popular, but you might also hear um, billfold. Sam is asking a great question. Is it common to invest in the U.S. stock market? I think people, so Jamie and I, we both have um, so many money terms. We have a retirement plan and each week we pay a little money into it. And that money is invested in stocks. So a lot of people for their retirement plan, when they stop working, when they get older, they will have some investment in stocks. So I think maybe 50-50. So some people will invest in the stock market and it might be in the form of a retirement plan. You know, it's a little bit risky because the stock market could uh, fail I know a lot of people I worked with in the early 2000s, they couldn't retire when they wanted to because their stocks tanked. If something doesn't do well, and we're talking about money, it tanked, it did really badly. So their stocks that were really high at one time tanked, they went down. So they had to wait a little while to retire a couple more years. And the next one I want to talk about is for the ladies. But hey, if you're a guy and you want to carry a purse, that's fine. But here we have purse or pocketbook. So in some places in the United States, you'll hear it called a purse or some places you'll hear it called a pocketbook. Hey, Alig, Alig says it's all about the Benjamins. And you know what? It is. 
It's all about the Benjamins. So let's talk about that for a second. The Benjamins. So on our $100 bill, and I didn't have a picture of that, on our $100 bill is a guy named Benjamin Franklin. So it's all about the Benjamins. It means it's all about the money. Benjamin is slang for money, but it comes from the $100 bill and that guy, Benjamin Franklin. All right, Jamie is dropping some knowledge. We may have to have Jamie. We may have to do money part two and we can talk about 403Bs and 401Ks, but those are um, something I don't want to talk about actually because it's a little complicated, but um, they're, they're types of retirement plans. So most people will have a 401k, but because Jamie and I are teachers, it's a little bit different. So we have um, a 403b and a nest egg. Jamie just used that term nest egg. It's another way to say in English um, savings. So a nest egg, like that's your savings. What I need to do now is I need to click over and share something else. We've done this on the other channel before. And Alina, I remember one, one time. And uh, this will work if you have two browsers. So let me make this a little bigger. You can still hear me. You can go to this website. It's www.quizlet.live, www.quizlet.live. And then you put in that code. And if we have enough players, we can have a little game and see who knows the terms better. Yawin knows what I'm talking about there. Benjamin Franklin, Benjamin Franklin. Hello, Ken, how are you? Now that is that, is that Turkish? Are you from Turkey? Whoops. I didn't want to do that. I want to do that. So if you need that, um, like I said, we've done this on the other channel, American English guy too. And, uh, there were some people that actually, actually played there. Hey, there you go. Welcome, Turkey. I would love to visit Turkey one day. I want to go to, oh, Samra. What's it called? Akadopio? Copadokio? The, the place with all the, the white and they get the hot air balloons. I want to go there. Cappadocia, I think it's called, in Turkey. I want to go there. Hey, just another shout out to Ra, the Brazilian English teacher. He is in the chat moderating. So is my friend there. Talk Italian with Aroni. They both have YouTube channels. Check them out. Good stuff there. Yelena. Yelena is here. Do you use the expression to live on a breadline? I'm not sure if that's used in just the U.S. or if it's British. Um, uh, short answer, I would say no. We don't use that very often. But... If you use that in the United States, I think most people would know. So a breadline is what people used to stand in in the United States during the Great Depression when there were really bad 
money times. So if you're living on a breadline, it means you don't have a lot of money. But I, I think that's probably a British expression. Um, how, Zoe from Iran is wondering, how long do you have to work for schools? Um, are you talking about per day? Our day is usually about six to six and a half, seven hours long. Um, some teachers will choose to go in a little bit earlier to get their work done. Some teachers will choose to go in a little later um, to work after school. So that's the thing about being on salary. Now I have to be there when students arrive, but if I want to do my planning, I can do it before school starts or I can do it after school. And that salary just gives you a little bit of flexibility. So we're not paid an hourly wage. Yes, we, uh, BB, we did, um, we had a slide um, later. Maybe if you watch on replay, you can see we did talk about um, bankrupt. That is definitely an American English term. And it just means you, you have no money. And it doesn't look like you're going to have any money anytime soon. Bankrupt is bad. And I do have some, there we go, Cappadocia. I want to go. I want to go. All right, Marco, be careful. Now, you're, Marco says he's going to take a shower, but he's still going to listen. So please um, be careful with the water. I'm glad you want to keep learning English, but I don't want your, your phone to keep it out of the water. Be safe, Marco. Don't slip on the soap. Be careful. All right, how many people? We got some people. All right, we got some people. Can you see that? So let's start this game here pretty soon. We um, have, looks like seven people. And then you can always join after. You can always join after. So if you've never, oh, we got eight. Talk Italian with Aroni. Um, let me take just one more question. Oh, Marco, are you from? Marco, um, have you ever been in my country? I don't think so. I've been to Canada, the U.S., England, France, Belgium, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, and Finland. So if you are from one of those countries, I have been. We have eight people. Let's do this. So what's going to happen is I'm going to, oh, we got nine. Cecilia just joined. Oh, we have some heavy hitters in here. And when you say heavy hitters, it means we have some strong contestants. I know I've spoken to many people in the game and they know English very well. And we have Elena here too. She is a past champion of this game. So the way this works and Cecilia is an English teacher. Oh dear. This could be a good one. So what happens is I'm going to click on create a game. We won't see what they see, but they are going to be given questions with the depth. Oh, Yawin's in there too. They're going to be given questions with the definitions, but we can see how well they are doing. We won't see, oh, Anyawat. Are there two Anyawats in there? Hey, if you're playing twice, it's, it's better luck, right? Or it could be too confusing. I think they're different Anyawats. Um, we won't see the questions that they get, but we will see how well they do. So I'm going to start this first game. And then if any, we'll play like three or four. How about that? And if anybody wants to hop on a little later, there will be an opportunity. 
So let's get this game going. So you can see that uh, the alpacas, let's talk Italian with Erroni, lions, Amina, stingrays. Oh, somebody else wanted to get in. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, what? Oh. Mm, I think what happened was that, oh, Maria's in there. Okay. I'm glad I stopped. Okay. I think there was an extra person. Okay, now we can start. Good luck. Here we go. So, so you can see, um, make this a little bigger. They're going pretty quickly. So each time somebody gets something right, it moves up. And we can see the alligators and the chameleons are tied with four. Now, the problem is if you get one wrong, you have to start all the way back at the beginning which can be frustrating, but it looks like alligators have a slight lead over the chameleons right now, but it is anybody's. Oh, okay. As the game is going, oh, we might have a winner here with uh, alligators, but as the game is going on, I will answer Zoe's question about how we got a winner. We got a winner. So they will display the top three. It was, is that Amina? Amina is the winner. Nicely done. Amina, you crushed it. But chameleons, we can't see who the chameleons was, but they were very close too. T-Rexes, nice job. Let's play one more maybe. Play one more. And if anybody wants to, to get in, maybe do that. If anybody wants to get in, um, I hope that was fun. I like watching it. Um, how many years, uh, Zoe is wondering before teachers can retire on average, it's probably 25 years. So, Oh, Lena, you think you can probably get in. You can probably get in right now if you want. Um, it's about 25 years. Yeah. So once you get in your years, um, you can start collecting retirement, but that's usually a reason why people can't retire is because they don't have enough money, but 25 years is, is about the average. All right, let's play another one. Here we go. I get, I get nervous. So Amina, can Amina defend her title? Let's do it. Wait, wait. Oh, some, some people are disconnected. Um, we can start anyway. Right, here we go. The Mustangs are out to a, this is tight. Ooh, orcas. That's like a dolphin. An orca is like a dolphin. It's like, um, you might also hear killer whale actually for an orca. The Mustangs. That's a type of horse. Mustangs look like they have a, have a lead over the oxen. Peacocks are up there. Come on, orcas. You can do it. Come on, lynx. Mustangs. Is that Amina again? This is a little bit bigger lead than the last time. Don't get anything wrong. Come on. Was it? I think Mustangs are going to take it. They got two more. Are you serious? Is it Amina again? Amina cannot be stopped. Cannot be stopped. Ario, I'm going to open it back up 
Okay. We'll play again. But uh, maybe if some more players want to come in, you can go to www.quizlet.live and punch in that code. We'll wait just a second for you. And then I will put, oh, Samra. This is not, this is not Samra's day. So Samra tried to join the live. It didn't work. Samra tried to join the game. It didn't work. Oh, but look at this. So we can't see the second place person, but according to Arroni, he said he was second place. I don't know if I believe him, but eh, maybe, maybe. Look at this. Oh, see you. Hey, I am going to put up, If I hope you looked for the uh, Discord server and then join us there because there will be a chat uh, tomorrow for channel members. But Siwoo, get some sleep. I know it's getting late in Asia. Hey, a real quick, um, we'll give a shout out to all the channel members right there, right there. Siwoo's not up there yet, but uh, we'll definitely put her up there. So we've got Luke, Miho, Glab. Amina's a channel member. And if you would like to join, there's a there's a join button somewhere there. All right, let's go. One more game. How about that? Let's do this. Can anybody beat Amina? Will she win three times in a row? Uh, can I get everybody in here? Yeah. Orcas down to wolves. No, we don't we don't want to see me. Come on, right there. Lions. I wonder if I mean ooh, but but look at hedgehogs. Hedgehogs has four. Lions slight lead over the hedgehogs. We got reindeer, camels, wolves. Oh. Amina has a fan club already. The lions. Look at this lions. Lions crushing it. Crushing it. Is it Amina again? Is it Amina again? Amina. <laughs> Amina cannot be stopped. Three in a row. Congratulations, Amina. Nicely done. Yeah, Yasin, welcome from Kurdistan. Uh, we just had a live lesson for about an hour and a half. And then we uh, are playing a game to see how much. Second place again. Aroni. Well, it looked like there were a lot of great answers in there, but Amina might have crushed the competition. It was close. The second and third, fourth, it was pretty close. Pretty close. Hey, I want to thank you all for joining. If you want to keep learning uh, English, I do have another video very much like this about spring vocabulary. And in about 15 minutes, Bob the Canadian will be going live. So you definitely want to check him out. He's going to just be taking questions and answering them uh, from a form and sometimes from the chat. So Samer, we're going to find out what happened and we're going to get you on next week. Oh, Zoe. Well, I'm going to try to keep doing this. If people like it, maybe I'll put out a, um, like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A poll. Yep. English teacher. Yep. I'll put out a poll to see if people like playing that game, but, but I don't know. Are we going to be able to play the game with Amina? She's just, she was just crushing everybody. I bet, um, I bet Cecile was up there too. I bet she was up there too. Hey, thank you. 
Oh, I like it. The fastest thumb of Canada. Boom. Fast brain too. Fast brain. All right, Luke, thanks so much for becoming a member. There's another lesson down below if you want to learn about spring. Oh, in the description box too, there is the slides. Those Google slides are available if you want to use those to practice. And then also there's a link to the Quizlet and you can play that on your own as well. So check the description box below. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Can't wait to um, talk with, I think, some of you tomorrow in the uh, members chat. And then next Saturday, we'll do another lesson. How about that? All right. All right. It's showtime. Welcome, everyone. I was answering people in the chat, and I didn't realize that uh, we have to get going. You are here to learn some English. I'm here to teach some English. I thought at first, why don't we do a cooking live stream? But then I realized I can't cook. I think it's best if I just stick to teaching English. I hope everyone uh, is doing well. I hope everything is sounding all right. Angelo is here. Welcome. It's been a little while. I know Angelo is very busy in Cutter. I asked him earlier. I don't think he responded, but is he going to go to the amusement park that is opening in Saudi Arabia? They're supposed to have the world's fastest roller coaster. I love roller coasters, by the way. Hey, I want to give a huge shout out to Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. He is in here moderating the chat as well as talk Italian with Aroni. They both have YouTube channels. You should check them out. They are great teachers. Rod teaches English. Aroni teaches Turkish. No, Italian. That's why his name is Talk Italian with Aroni. Danny's here. Welcome. A lot of people in the chat. I would love to say hi to everyone. Amina's here. Eric is here. What's going on? And you know what else? We do actually have a new member, and that is Maria. Thank you so much for joining the club. There are a bunch of members' videos for you. Check it out. Um, This slide... This lesson actually has slides that will go with it. And those are available to everybody this week. They're usually only available to members, but I hit the wrong button and I thought, hey, maybe everyone can use them. So as you see me using slides today to teach this lesson about spring, check them. No, just check the community tab and that is available. That's available. So let's officially welcome Maria here with this thing I always like to play for new members. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. All right. Thank you, Maria. Check out the Discord for sure. Don't want to do that again. Check out the members discord uh, because there might be a chat going on tomorrow and um, we'd love to have you join it. I think I'm going to be able to join that chat tomorrow. So let me get rid of, uh, I don't like my name there all the time. So I'm going to get rid of that and then we'll get uh, 
we'll get everything going here. Boom. Yeah, today's lesson is going to be about English words that we use here in the United States to talk about spring. And I'm not sure if your favorite season is summer or maybe spring or maybe winter or fall. We say fall in the United States, but if you go to England, you might hear only autumn. Autumn. I've spoken with Gino from Real Everyday English. He has a great YouTube channel as well. And he says they do not use fall in England for the spring, for the for the season, but we do. Yeah, let me just get rid of my name here. If you don't know my name, my name is Brent. I'm this guy. So welcome everyone. Welcome everyone. Oh. Suzanne is here. Oh, I want to say hi to Ivana too. Ivana, how are you? Yeah, I know, I know Luke for sure. Luke and I, we share the same attitude when it comes to weather. We like warm weather. We like being on the beach. Doesn't get any better than that. So where I, oh, but where I live, Elena, I know Elena is from Russia. Where I live, fall can be awesome also it's just not as hot but the leaves are changing today we're talking about spring and i have a love hate relationship with spring so if you have a love hate relationship with something means sometimes you love it sometimes you hate it i hate spring at the beginning of spring where i live there is often a lot of snow. So at the beginning of spring, there is a lot of melting. We're going to be talking about thawing later on, but melting, you know, when you have some ice, you take it out of the refrigerator, you put it in your drink, that ice is going to melt. So when we have snow melting, it gets really wet. And I would love to share something with you. I think I can. I have a couple videos that I would like to share. This is what it looks like around my part of the world at the beginning of spring. I'm going to show you a video of my school parking lot where I teach, the middle school that I teach at. And this was maybe six weeks ago. We still had snow on the ground. The sun was warm. The snow was melting. But this is what it looks like as it's melting. This is one reason why in spring there's so much melting snow. It's making pretty much a river. Yeah, that river, that should not have been there. I should have taken this drink while that video was playing. I have another video, though, to go. And this other video is going to show you what it's like towards the end of spring. Where we are right now, it's actually pretty warm. And it's a lot better for spring right now. 
I filmed this just a couple days ago. Springtime where I live here. I wanted to push that button. the northern part of the United States. Why is it States. not working? There are some birds chirping. You might be able to hear them. There are some patches of green grass, not too many. And I did see a couple purple flowers starting to sprout, starting to emerge from the ground, starting to bloom, starting to blossom. But there's still a lot of dead things around and it will be a few more weeks before everything fully comes back to life. All right, Ibrahim, whoops, Ibrahim might be a little confused. This is a live stream, but with the software that I have now, I can play videos. So it's a little of both. We're doing a lesson about spring today, but I could actually take you outside for spring a couple times. So there is another one, though, that we'll, we'll talk about here. Yasin is from Iraqi Kurdistan. Whoa. Well, we're just, we're just going to talk about spring today, so maybe I'll get to some questions at the end, but I actually have a lesson prepared. Oh, it's right there. Some slides on spring vocabulary that you might hear. I think every teacher on YouTube has to talk about spring, and this is my year. This is my year to talk about spring. So the first slide I'd like to share with you is a very common saying we have, and that is, April showers bring May flowers, which is one of the reasons why I have a love-hate relationship with spring. During April, it's often very rainy, but during May, it's often very beautiful, and we have a lot of life around us. We have flowers emerging from the ground, crops, fruits, vegetables growing, Leaves are coming back on the trees. As you saw that video before, birds are chirping. So late spring where I live can be a wonderful time of year. Early spring, sometimes you get a river flowing through your parking lot that shouldn't be there. So I am not a big fan of early spring. Love late spring. Oh, so it looks like Iraq is having spring almost almost yeah so you will often hear this as a common saying when it's raining in april people will often tell themselves well april showers brings may flowers so even though it's raining right now we may not like that it might keep us inside just wait good things are going to come because that rain, those showers, actually going to bring some nice things for us to look at. And I did see Aroni talk about mud season. And guess what? I have, I have the next slide, I think is about mud, if I remember. Oh, yeah. The next slide is about mud. And that's why in the spring, we often will have a lot of water. You just saw that. And where there is water and where there is dirt, we get mud. And so a lot of people where I live, 
don't like mud season that much. Now, if you were in Bob, the Canadians chat just a little while ago, he talked about four by fours and those are trucks, a four by four that has four wheel drive. So all four wheels of the truck will work. And a lot of people like to take their four by fours out and put it in the mud and drive around. I don't have a four by four, so I don't like mud season, but you can see this little kid right here. They might like mud season. Maybe they like playing in the mud. I am not a fan of mud season. Maybe you are. Uh Oh, it's working. Good. It's working. I hope, uh, Amal, how are you? I hope, um, the sound is no, I hope the sound is working. Okay. For everyone. Um, Ivana says that yeah, it's not working too badly. Ivana says that, uh, looks like spring is gone in Poland. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. So the next one we have is blossom. Blossom. The the hard thing about this word, blossom, is that it could mean a couple different things. It could mean the verb, as in to blossom. So this flower at one time, it was just a seed. But then this part right here is the stem. And that stem will eventually blossom into a flower. But it can also be a noun. So blossom can be a verb, meaning the flower is blossoming. Or you might call this part of the flower, like the good-looking part, the pretty part, you might call that the blossom. So be careful with blossom. It can be a verb or it can be a noun and we could say the flowers are beginning to blossom and that's what is happening here flowers are beginning to blossom you might also hear this word though bloom and those are pretty much synonyms bloom and blossom the flowers are starting to grow the flowers are starting to blossom Blossom is when they start looking really pretty. Those yellows, those purples, those whites. Oh, dear. Yeah, a lot of people from Poland. Thank you, Poland. And um, I'm sorry that you're not having weather as nice as we are here in the United States. It is about 70 degrees Fahrenheit where I live. I wish I knew Celsius for that. I could definitely ask Siri, but maybe someone in here knows better than I do. Oh, yes. Hey, Ibrahim is asking about the new book. I would love to talk about that. Um, Next week, I'm actually going to read the first chapter in a video. And I'm going to... So the idea of the book is... I'll talk more about it later, but... It is written so that you will understand it if you're about a B1 or a B2. But every so often, 
I'm going to add something a little difficult, maybe two or three times a page. And you have a, a glossary that you can look at at the end that will tell you what that means. But I'm going to make a video next week where I read it aloud. So you'll have the audiobook and you'll also have all of those explanations. Chapter one so far. But yeah, thanks for asking, Ibrahim. Thanks for asking. So the next one, Blossom and Bloom, same thing. But I wanted to also teach you this word, which is galoshes. Galoshes. You might hear this as rain boots. Rain boots and galoshes, it's the same thing. But to use that in a sentence, I forgot my galoshes. And now my shoes are all muddy. Yeah, if you are living in Maine or probably Poland, anywhere that gets a lot of snow, you're going to want to put some galoshes maybe in your back seat. Just have them handy. If something is handy, you can grab it quickly. So maybe during mud season, maybe during spring, You'll want to stick some galoshes in your trunk. We say trunk here in the United States for the back of the car. You may want to stick some galoshes in your trunk so that you'll always have them handy. Galoshes. Galoshes. Oh, Shea, interesting that you ask that. I do have another channel. It's called American English Guy 2, American English Guy 2. And in that channel today, I released a video about vaccine passports. That could be a thing that's happening in the United States. So that is something that's in the news right now. And um, something you might be interested in, American English Guy 2. What's the name of the book? Um, the name of the book is, is just the first chapter and I'm calling it Mike's story. It's about a man who's in his early forties and his wife has left him because he is a raging alcoholic. Oh no. Uh, Zoe. Oh, this is it. Galoshes galoshes. I wonder, I wonder where that word came from galoshes. Because a lot of time in English, we will just take whatever language the word came from. We don't even change it. So karaoke, you know, is definitely a Japanese word. We'll just keep it. So galoshes to me, I wonder if it's Persian. Yeah, in England, I learned this um, a couple days ago. Wellies, wellies. Yeah, or Wellingtons. That's what rain boots or galoshes are called in England. In England. Yes, Ivana. That Ivana taught me that a couple days ago. Yeah, galoshes, wellies, Wellingtons, rain boots. Yeah, so Raphael, it's a great question. If you are in the United States, I think that nobody will know what Wellingtons are. Now, if you describe them, of course, like if we use that sentence, like I forgot my Wellingtons and now my shoes are all muddy. 
with that context, like, yeah, probably Americans will understand that, but we just don't use that term wellies. I like it though. Maybe I should start using it. Maybe I should start bringing it. Oh, thank you, Zoe. So galoshes comes from the French and it comes from the Latin. Like so many of our words, like so many of our words in English, the French heavily influenced English. What was it? In 1066, I think it was. France. It wasn't France at the time, but France in, invaded England. And so way back then, there was a lot of French that influenced English, which is why if you're an English speaker or you're a French speaker or an Italian speaker or a Portuguese speaker or Spanish, our two languages are, are closer than you might think. It is, Maria. Yeah, it is. It's all about context. It really is. That's why I like reading so much. Um, where, uh, so as some of you know, I am, I'm, I read. I'm trying to uh, learn Italian. And the more words you know as you're reading or even listening, the more you'll understand because of the context. So uh, interesting. Rod says it's the same, galoshes. So, and, you know, Portuguese, French, very close. English is a little further away, but a little further away. All right, the next one here, not galoshes anymore. The next one, these two go together. I love this word, polywog and tadpole. Polywog and tadpole. So where I live, you will often hear these animals. No, you won't hear the polywogs. The next one you will. But these animals will often be in ponds. And I wanted to film a video where there were polywogs. It's too early in the year, though. It's too early in the year. So these are the little things that are not eggs. They're not frogs yet. They're the things that are in between. And... In the United States, it is often very popular to catch these polywogs and these tadpoles. You will hear both words, polywogs and tadpoles. You will hear both words. So polywogs and tadpoles, same exact thing. Same exact thing. The next one. This is what the polywogs... And the tadpoles become peepers. Peepers. It is a little bit of slang, but that is what we call frogs in the spring because they make this little peeping noise. So where I live, about a mile from my house, there is a pond and you can hear the peepers. If you go outside, and you listen really hard, you can hear the peepers. Something just banged in my house. Maybe when it gets a little later in the season, I'll go down and make a video. But peepers, so fun to hear. You, I love hearing that because it means spring is close. Spring is close by. The next one, peeps. 
This is a popular candy during Easter. So in the United States and in Canada, probably a lot of places around the world, we just celebrated Easter. And one very popular American candy to give during Easter, we call those things peeps. And a lot of people don't like peeps. They are these marshmallow things that have uh, sugar on the outside. But what I want to do is I want to play a video for you right now because I will try some peeps. So this is live, but this part that I'm going to play next is recorded. Another gorgeous spring day here. Let's try some of these peeps. This first one is root beer float. And I'm not sure if you have root beer in your country, but we've had root beer here in the United States for a long, long time. In fact, I think it was around even before Coca-Cola. And a root beer float is when you take that soda and you drop in some ice cream, just like it says there. All right, that's what a peep looks like. There's marshmallow on the inside and on the outside, it's like crusty, granulated sugar. Some big words right there, crusty, granulated sugar, like little grains of sugar. That's where granulated comes from. Not bad, actually. A lot of people don't like these for Halloween, but I'll eat a few of these. Not bad. Tastes like a root beer float because you have the marshmallow, kind of like vanilla ice cream, some root beer flavoring. The next one. Hot tamale, beer cinnamon. Hot tamales is a candy you can buy and they are hot. You have a little marshmallow on the inside, some granulated cinnamon sugar on the outside. Ooh, there is a little kick to it. It is a little hot. Not too bad though. The marshmallow balances it out nicely. All right, so there you have it. Taste test of some Peeps. All right, Peeps. Uh, like not, not one of my favorite candies. Actually, a lot of people make fun of them if they get Peeps during Easter. Kind of make a face like, oh. But parents give them to their kids all the time. I don't, but some do. And uh, yeah, Peeps. Stephen King. Hey, I'm reading Stephen King's new book. It's called, it's called Later. It's really good. I might be uh, a quarter of the way finished, but I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah, so peepers are basically frogs, Samra. Yeah, peepers are basically frogs. But yeah, I like it. It's funny. You will hear that definitely where I live. Oh, the peepers are out. That means summer is coming. I did. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Where was that? Bang. Oh, I just lost it. Yeah, Shea, let's talk about that. I am downstairs in my house, but I don't know what happened up there. Somebody fell. <laughs> I don't think somebody dropped something. It was just like this big bang clunk. And so I didn't know what was going on. This microphone probably 
you probably didn't hear it, but I heard it a little bit. I don't know. I don't, I'm too old for, there's some Pokemon talking, uh, talk going on in the chat. I don't know what that means, but feel free to discuss Pokemon and yeah, chicks. So those little peeps, they do look like little chicks, right? I, I think we will talk about chicks in just a little while. The next one I want to talk about is thaw. Now, earlier I mentioned the snow melting. Thawing is a little bit different. And I have a couple sentences for you. Thaw does not mean the same as melt, but they're close. So when you think of melt, think of that ice cube. So you have something solid, it melts, and it becomes liquid. The difference between melting and thawing is that it doesn't change into a liquid. It, com- it, it goes from being frozen to not being frozen. And a lot of times you will hear this. If you stay outside and it's cold, but then you come inside you might hear, I need to warm up so my bones can thaw. Now, is that real? No. But we will say that like, oh, I'm so cold. My bones need to thaw out. You might hear that sometimes too, thaw out. Another thing too, sorry to our vegetarian friends, but if you eat meat or let's say vegetables, (coughs) excuse me, sometimes you might need to thaw them out before you can cook them. And the most common thing you'll hear is meat. So to make your meat last longer, you might keep it in the freezer. But before you cook it, you might take it out of the freezer. We call that thawing. So you might leave the meat out for 12 hours for it to thaw so you can cook it later that night. Maybe in the morning, you take it out of the freezer, leave it in the refrigerator for 12 hours and it will thaw. But ice melts into water. Hope that makes sense. Those two differences there. Yeah. Oh, Shacham. Excellent choice. There is no difference between defrosting and thawing. It's the same word. It's the same thing, but we do have two different words for it. Hey, learn Italian. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. In fact, Stephen King grew up in the same city I grew up in. Now, he's like 30 years older than I am, but my friend's dad went to school with Stephen King. I've never met him, but I do love Stephen King. Hey, in the chat, what's your favorite Stephen King novel if you are a Stephen King fan? Yeah, let's talk about that. Almost, Samra, almost. We might say that they are dewdrops.
So we might say that they kind of are like dew drops right there. Oftentimes when you wake up in the morning and it, it, it hasn't rained, but the, the grass is wet, we will call that dew. And sometimes dew drops. Diego, welcome from Brazil, watching on replay. Hey, anybody who's watching on replay, welcome, welcome. Hope you're learning a little something. So my favorite Stephen King book is probably The Stand. Probably The Stand. But my second favorite one is Il Milio Verde which is the green mile. And I also like La Lunga Marcia, which is uh, the long walk, the long walk in English. And I know Erroni has read the long walk, the shining. You can't go, can't go wrong with the shining. I love reading the shining in winter. I love it. Love it. Oh, Eric, it Yes, uh, full dark, no stars. That is a collection of novellas. You don't hear that word very often in English. If you want to sound very fancy, we have novels, and those are works of fiction. Those are books that are fake. Novels are books that are fake. Bob the Canadian did a great live lesson yesterday about books. A novella is in between, we're talking page length, the length of a book. A novella is in between a novel. Novels can be a hundred pages to a thousand pages, you know, or more. Short stories are about, I don't know. 10 pages to maybe 60 or 70 pages. And the novella is in between the two. Sometimes a novella is a long, short story. Sometimes it's a small novel. But just in case, I bet that comes from the French as well. Oh, the dark half. I know this is a lesson about spring. I could talk Stephen King all day, though. The dark half. There is one scene in the dark half. Mm -mm. It haunts me to this day. I will not say what it is, but this man is killed. It's a Stephen King book, right? This man is killed. A part of his body is chopped off and, and stuck in his mouth. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Yeah, The Secret Window. Good one. I think that's probably a short story by him. I don't think it's a novella. Yeah, a great short story by him that was made into a movie starring uh, Johnny Depp, I believe. Yeah, Ibrahim. You should definitely check out Stephen King. And we should probably get back to the uh, spring lesson because some people probably clicked on thinking, oh, I'm going to learn about spring. And if they're clicking on now, they're, what? Stephen King lesson? Oh, I could. Okay. All right. Uh, members know this already. 
I made a video about what I want to do this summer. I'm going to spend the night in a cemetery and teach English. One lesson every hour. So I'm going to do that. But there's a pet cemetery that's not too far from my house. Jamie, my wife, suggested, why don't you spend the night in the pet cemetery to teach English? No, I can't do it. Too scary. I can never hear the name Gage without thinking pet cemetery. And I have had a few students named Gage. All right. Uh, See, Marco, I promise we're going to get back to spring. We just got sidetracked for a minute. We just got sidetracked for a minute. And when you get sidetracked, it's like you get distracted. So this lesson is about spring. Somebody mentioned Stephen King. It might have been my fault. And we started talking Stephen King. But let's get back to spring. I promise. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we were talking about thaw a minute ago. And we I think we did everything with thaw. So the next one is not that fun. But you have to do it. You have to do it. And in fact, right now, I believe my wife and son are cleaning out our garage. Cleaning out our garage right now. That is typical spring cleaning. So after the long winter, oftentimes things will get very dirty. Where I live, I think I, um, if you have seen the video I made about walking to my mom's house, I talked about this. In the winter, the roads get slippery. So trucks will come around with sand, salt to make the roads not as slippery. Well, that salt and that sand just stay on the road until late spring. And that has to be cleaned up and it gets everywhere. You know, just like in Star Wars where Anakin says the sand gets everywhere. If you're a Star Wars fan, yeah, the sand is everywhere. So during spring, a lot of families will clean up their yards. They'll clean up their garages and just get everything ready for the summer. So you might hear that quite a bit. Spring cleaning. After a long winter, I love to get my spring cleaning done in April. There's a little sentence there for you if you would like to practice with your English. Uh Uh-oh. Um, yeah, Mega, we do not use Lori here. That is just a, it's a name of a truck. I know that like, Hey, I'm going to drive my Lori. I'm going to drive my truck, but we just don't, we just don't say that here in the United States. Marco, thank you so much. That's a very nice compliment. I'm trying. I'm trying. I've been doing YouTube for about a year. I've been teaching in a classroom for 20 years. I'm trying, trying to get better. The next one right here is spring fever. I have to be careful with this one. Spring fever. Yesterday, 
while I was out driving. It seemed like everyone had spring fever. Many people were revving their cars. So revving, it means making them loud, stepping on the gas pedal and making them loud. So spring fever is that time of year when animals, including humans, feel the warm weather. And there is that natural instinct to mate, I guess. That's what we call spring fever. When the weather starts getting warm, think about a bear. Think about a bear. That bear has been hibernating all winter. Hibernating. That's what we call it when bears stay in caves. They've been hibernating all winter. When the weather gets warmer, they come out of their cave. They're looking to do two things, eat and find mates. How about that? This is a family channel, but when we say spring fever, that's what we mean. People are just a lot more energy. They're outside enjoying the air. And then you have, you know, the birds and the bees kind of stuff. Bees do it, right? They need to keep their species moving along. Birds do it. Spring fever. That's a common term we have in the United States. Spring fever. Okay. I hope that's nice. Is that Japanese? I hope that's nice. They might be saying awful things about me. Oh, shakam. Love it. Declutter. Declutter. That is a great word right there. Declutter. So if you have too many items, you know, and uh, your place is feeling a little small because you have too much stuff, you could declutter and get rid of some of it. Oh, yeah. The Green Mile. Oh, John Coffey. I could talk Stephen King all day. Yeah, revving. I hope you like it. Revving. So if you have a loud engine and you step on the gas over and over, we could say you're revving your engine. Man, so much good vocabulary here. Declutter. Revving. Hey, if you are enjoying this lesson, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I got a little thing right here. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And uh, maybe, maybe you want to become a member. I don't know. Like Maria did. We got some good videos there for you. What is that? Yellow Lori Slow. Nowhere to go. I have not heard that before. Is that common? Yellow Lori Slow. Nowhere to go. Maybe that's a, a line from a song, Marco. Spring fever. If you have any questions about spring fever, let me know. The next one is spring break. Spring break. I love it. We have spring break where I live in a couple weeks. Not next week, but the week after. So many American schools will have spring break during the months of March or April. It just depends on the state. But a spring break is usually 
a week long vacation where you can escape during normal years in Maine, where I live, it's cold. If a family has money, they may choose to go somewhere warm. Florida is a popular destination for spring breakers. When people are on spring break, we call them spring breakers. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. You know what I'd like to do? Just to thank everyone who is a member. Just for a couple minutes. Let's do a members only chat. Just for a couple minutes. I will keep doing the lesson, but just if any members want to get a question in, just a little easier to see. Oh, Marco says they are. They are lyrics of a song. You never give me your money? Are you serious? Is that is that a line from you give never give me? I didn't even know that's what Paul McCartney was singing. I have been listening to that song for 25 years, maybe 30 years. Great song. I I was actually listening to Abbey Road this week, the deluxe version something i was listening to that song something and marco good taste in music i did make a lesson on learning english with the beatles if i was a really good youtuber i would have that link in the chat but i'm not i'm not next one oh drizzle love this one drizzle now if you notice this can have two meanings. Drizzle is a good term to know because it's not misting. Misting is when it's raining just a little bit. It's not even rain. They're little small drops. We call it misting. And it's not raining. I'm sure most people know what rain is. This is in between. So it's not misting. And it's not raining, but it is drizzling. So you might need to grab your galoshes if it's drizzling out. Drizzle is a good verb to know. It's not misting, but it's not quite raining either. Somewhere in between, drizzle. Now, that's one way to use it when you're talking about rain. But you can also take a look at this part right here. You can also drizzle this icing on your cake. You can also drizzle icing onto a cake. Okay, so two ways to use drizzle. Both of them mean like little things dropping. But if you want some upper level vocabulary some advanced vocabulary might want to use drizzle might want to use drizzle just checking to see if i had any other videos to show you for these words i don't think i do the next one fragrant this might be a little advanced as well So if something smells really good, like I bet those flowers there 
smell really good, you can describe them as being fragrant. Fragrant means it has a nice smell. Flowers often smell fragrant in the spring. All right. Get everybody back in here. Just want to I just want to say thank you to all the members. Fragrant. I think I have another way. Yeah. So let's look at this. Fragrant is an adjective. And that describes something smelling good. Fragrance is a noun. And you can also use it like perfume. Oh, what's that fragrance you're wearing? It smells really good. Fragrant. Fragrance. Not so easy to say. Fragrant. Fragrance. What? No way. Do I? Did I have a thumbnail about drizzle? I don't remember that. Mega's been around for a long time. Thanks, Mega. Oh, Maria, be careful. The spring breakers were out in Cancun. Uh, was that a bad time, Maria? Did you have a bad time with all of the American youngsters? I hope not. I hope they were nice to you. Is that true? Was that lavender? Do you think that's lavender? I don't know. I know Bob the Canadian's wife would know better than I would, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Danny here. So if that is lavender, I don't know. I thought it might be. I don't know anything about flowers. Whoops, let's get rid of that. I don't know anything about flowers. So if you're saying lavender, I'm going to definitely agree. Lavender. Thank you, Danny. Lavender. It is. All right. Thank you. It is. Yeah, Samra. Nice. Yeah, you might say fragrant is uh, how your washing detergent smells. Detergent. If you want to wash your clothes, you probably want that washing detergent to be fragrant. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, Maria. Trying to sleep and the American youngsters were keeping you up. All right. That is definitely lavender. Definitely lavender. Now, Sita, Sita, you did not have to do that, but I thank you so much. That is so awesome. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Did not have to do that, but I appreciate it. Thank you, Sita, for becoming a member as well because it helps pay for the, the software that I'm using to teach the lesson and help pay for the microphone that I'm using today, help pay for the lights. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to become a legitimate YouTube teacher and... Members are helping, subscribers are helping, and the Super Chats, of course, are helping out. So, Sita, thank you so much from Brazil. I really appreciate it. The next one, I think we're good with fragrant, right? The next one, this is some upper-level vocabulary as well. Balmy, balmy. Again, Sita. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Balmy. 
So instead of saying it's really hot out today, you can, if you want to bring your vocabulary up a little bit, you can say in the late spring, the weather can feel downright balmy, balmy. It means really hot out. So you can see that desert. I mean, it's got to be balmy wherever that picture was taken. Just downright balmy. The next one. This one, uh, this one pains me a little bit. It pains me a little bit to talk about. And I know Samra is going to feel the same way. But uh, I got this alert on my phone this morning. And it said the pollen was going to be high where I live. And pollen can only mean one thing. Allergies. I'm not sure how many of you suffer from allergies, but this can be a reason that you don't like spring because your nose is always dripping. You're always sneezing. You're always coughing, sniffing, clearing your throat. Pollen. Lots of it in the air. So that's the next thing I want to talk about is allergies and wait sorry we'll go back to that one metamorphosis pollen so i mean pollen is great bees will take that pollen and spread it around and it's all great really helps things grow but the pollen is not good for my allergies so pollen it's that little stuff you usually can't see in the air, but if you have allergies, you definitely know it's there. So you can have allergies, as, as some of you probably know better than I do. You can have allergies in the spring, but you can also have allergies to pets. I am also allergic to cats. And dogs had to use the cough button because just talking about allergies makes me cough. Yeah, and hay fever. Hay fever. Definitely. Itchy eyes. Watery eyes. Hay fever. Thank you, Shaham. Oh, Patty Candle in France. I'm so sorry. Also, just a little, just a little allergic. Before I turned like 35, I had no allergies. I turned 35. I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to dogs. I have hay fever. I don't know. I don't that Zoe. That's a great idea. I hope all is going well in Iran. Um, yeah, smells. <laughs> The different smells. It's a good one. I want to make one on different sounds too. It's a good one. Yes, Samra. I know Samra has allergies. Not fun. Nabil. Nabil Monster. How are you? Welcome. Angela. How many how many people in here have allergies? 
This is way more common than I thought. Uh, Samra. Hang on. Samra. Samra. We need to talk. Oh, 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 okay. Samra is a veterinarian in Turkey. So she says I have no pet allergies. I thought she had I thought she had allergies. I didn't see the no there. Okay. That's perfect that Samra does not have allergies. That would be bad. Every year I have a few students who really love cats or they really love dogs, but they say they're allergic. So I feel so bad for them. They're always coming in with red eyes and runny noses. It's like, why are your parents? Oh, dust. Dust. It's often. Oh, I'm allergic to abrupt changes. So really quick changes in the weather. It's good to know. Good to know. Oh. Marco, glad you're back, and I'm glad you sold something. That's always good. It's always good. Being good is busy a lot of times if you have a job where you have to sell things. Being busy is good. Yeah, Sam, I I love that you are a veterinarian. I love the picture you sent us of your coffee cup. Seems like a a great life in Turkey. A, A friend of mine yesterday... So he writes books. Um, I've read some books for him. I can go into that later. But his book yesterday just came out in Turkish. I should put up a um, a post about his book in Turkish. Did I? I think I took a picture. But yeah, he was so happy that his book came out in Turkish yesterday. Did I take a picture? Did I accidentally delete it? I might have accidentally deleted it. Um, I put this picture up a while ago on social media, but we actually do have mud season milk. There's a local milk company that, because their milk is chocolate and brown, kind of looks like watery mud. Uh, great question. Is it correct? A uh, customer came. Oh, oh, oh. Is it correct that a, a customer came or a client came? Either way, whichever one, whatever, whoever you're talking to will know that. Um, if it's a one-time purchase, if you want to get technical, probably a customer, right? One-time customer, a client you often will do repeat work for them, but we use those interchangeably here in the United States. So yeah, perfect, perfect. All right, I, I, I'll i try. There are a lot of people that like dogs and there are a lot of people that eat like cats. I try to make everybody happy, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah, Turkish, Turkish. Great language. The next one. That's actually the last one. The next one is Memorial Day. And that is a... You know what? We actually have another one. I want to go back and do metamorphosis because that's a tough one. But Memorial Day. This is a holiday 
we have here in the United States. And it's always the last Monday in May. And Memorial Day, we have that day off from work. We don't have to go to work that day. Some Americans do, but most Americans don't. Teachers don't. And it is called the... Hang on. I want that one. It is called the unofficial start to summer. So as you know, summer in the Northern Hemisphere starts in June, but in the United States, we'll often say that Memorial Day, that last Monday in May, is the unofficial start to summer. We have another day called Labor Day, and that is the first Monday of September. That's often called the unofficial end to summer it's a very sad day in my opinion because i love summer i love summer my favorite month is july can't wait to do a summer lesson one more i hope this has been helpful to you maybe the hardest word of all it's called metamorphosis metamorphosis fun to say I'll say it a couple more times. Metamorphosis. If you speak a romance language, I do think this comes from Latin. So you might have an idea. When we use morph in English, that often means change. That often means change. But metamorphosis, let's get rid of that. is when something changes a great deal. So you might have something like this. Um, After her divorce, she went through a metamorphosis. So something in her life really changed her. It might be for the good. It might be for the bad. But a metamorphosis is a really big change. But during spring... We will use it like this. So you have your little caterpillar here. And then the caterpillar goes into the cocoon. And then it becomes a butterfly. So that is a a really big change as well. Metamorphosis. But you can use that anytime there is a big change. Maybe since you've started learning English, you've gone through a metamorphosis. Maybe you've changed big time. I hope you have for the good, for the good. I hope you have. See, oh, Angelo using um, morph into a sentence. I love it. I don't want to have tattoos because it will morph into something unrecognizable when my skin gets old. Angelo, maybe quote of the stream. I always worry about that. I wanted a face tattoo. How cool would that look, right? Just put a a big tattoo on my face. But as I get older, it'll start wrinkling. I don't think I can get a face tattoo as a teacher. Maybe a neck, right on my neck. A neck tattoo. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. But, oh yeah. I think um, maybe 
Oh, more Pokemon talk. Last week, I think I got into Blackpink. Maybe I need to get into Pokemon now. Pokemon. That's what I was thinking, right? If you've ever seen the movie The Hangover, like I need to get a face tattoo. I need to. I think that could step up my English teaching game. If I had a face tattoo, I think that would get more subscribers. I need to do that. Oh, wait. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. No face tattoo. I don't think Jamie would like the face tattoo. All right. I hope you all have enjoyed this lesson. Hope you're all doing well. We've been here for an hour. So hope this was all good. Uh, Check out Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. He has an interview. It's not live, but there's an interview on his channel. Check it out. I'm going to try to say goodbye to everybody when I end this stream. But with this software that I use, sometimes it's kind of tough. Thank you all for joining. Adios, amigos. Looks like I'm live now. What's going on? It's Brent here. American English with this guy. What's going on? Uh, I'm outside. It finally feels like spring out here. Maybe even summer. We go from cold and snowy to like hot, hot back here on this deck. So I'm just doing a little bit of uh, spring cleaning, a little bit, a little bit of spring cleaning, but I'm trying to get my, uh, it's my patio furniture. We call that. I'm trying to get my patio furniture up onto my back deck, up onto my back deck to use some uh, prepositions. Yeah, I just want to come out here uh, for a second and connect and remind you that on the YouTube channel, American English with this guy, I'm going to go live um, Saturday and do a whole lesson on spring, spring vocabulary. I did a little bit yesterday. I know Cecilia's here. Um, some people joined me there. So uh, just a little preview yesterday on American English guy two. And then today I went to a corner store, an American corner store, and I filmed a lesson there because I think maybe people know convenience stores. They probably know grocery stores, but do you know the corner store? So I'm going to try to put that out tomorrow. It's all edited and everything, but it's hard to see the screen too. I see some hearts. Thank you for the hearts. And uh, I think I was able to wave at a few people. But we, we really need to uh, do some spring cleanup because what happens is the shed door is still broken, by the way. I know if some of you have been following the uh, channel for a while, I broke that on a live lesson um, last summer and it's still broken. But unfortunately, the wood is rotting. So we might need a new shed. We need a new fence. That was taken down in a storm last winter. And there. So the job is to get the patio furniture. That's what we call it. The patio furniture up on to the back deck. We call that the back deck. Oh, yeah, it's still broken. Yeah, it's still. I don't think it's getting fixed. I have a. Ooh, does anybody know what these are called? Those things. Uh, see, I'm the only one that goes in here, really. So I'm thinking, 
why does it need to get fixed? It's just going to be more money. It's just going to look a little better. I don't care how it looks, but it's being held together with it. What are these called? Hmm? Some advanced English vocabulary. Any idea? <laughs> well, Cecilia doesn't know. Nobody knows. It's uh, They're called bungee cords. Bungee cords. Can I even type that? B-U-N-G-E-E. That's how we... Bungee cord. Yeah, Instagram. It's just... It's, go, it's hard going live on Instagram because the screen is so small and I can wave at people, but I can barely see what's being said and try to type it. I like going live on Facebook better because, you know, I can put comments up on the screen and all that stuff, but Luciano's here. Welcome. Yeah, hopefully I taught you a new word, bungee cord. Ooh, do you want to learn another one too? I don't know when you'll ever need this, but it's called a uh, That thing. Hmm. Any ideas what that is called? I'll give you a hint. There's a hint there because that's a tank and it's basically just what you fill it with. We call it a propane tank. And I have propane in my house because I have a fire a fireplace that runs on propane. And I got my COVID shot yesterday. Uh-oh, is Instagram going to take me down because I said COVID? I got my COVID shot here and I'm holding my phone with the same arm that I got my COVID shot in. It's starting to hurt. Maybe I'll switch. I'll switch arms. Yeah, the uh, I took today off from work because so many of my friends who had, get the sun here. So um, many of my friends who have gotten their COVID shots, my friend is a police officer. He lives just the next street over. We could go visit him. Uh, we won't do that, but he uh, got really sick the second COVID shot that he got, the vaccine. And uh, some of my friends have gotten sick. So the way it works, if you haven't gotten your, your vaccines yet, um, in the United States, you can get two shots, Moderna or Pfizer or one shot. That's the Johnson and Johnson. But in the United States, Johnson and Johnson, it's hard to find. So most people are getting the two shots. If you had COVID, you will probably get sick on the first shot. And I'm told that's a good thing because your body recognizes the threat. It's not really COVID, but it recognizes the threat and then it attacks you get sick a little bit when it attacks. So I have never had COVID, to my knowledge. On my second shot, I thought I would get sick. And I did. I, got, I did not get sick. But I got some aches and pains yesterday. Like I had the flu a little bit. But then uh, by the morning, it was fine. So I taught classes from, um, from home. I pre-recorded videos lessons for my students. So I was able to answer any questions they had today on email, but I didn't actually have to get on camera this morning. I was just a little achy. That's a word you can use when you have some aches and pains. You can just say achy. Let's see, is that even a real word? 
or do we just say it? I don't even think it's a real word, but we will say achy. Ah, just, I feel a little achy today. You know, not nothing bad, no really bad pain, just a little bit like, ah, I have some aches and pains. I feel a little achy today. Paul is here. What's going on? Ali, how are you? Yeah, it's so hard to, it's so hard to see who's here and who's not, but I think I can wave to some, Ace Watson joined. Why is my son watching? I thought you were riding a bike. Don't, you shouldn't be watching your dad on Instagram. But, uh, thanks for watching. We have 11 people watching right now and I hope you're learning some English, but I might have to stop pretty soon because I need to get my, uh, patio furniture up on my back deck. That's what I'm doing. Ace Watson, what's going on, man? I am going to pin your comment. I can pin your comment. And what else can I do to you? I can go live with you. We don't want to do that, though. That would be embarrassing. But thanks for your support, Ace. I think that's all I can do. I can hide. I can hide the live video from Ace. I won't do that. I'll just pin his comment. Let me, I'll pin somebody else's comment. Sorry, Ace. I'm pinning, I'm pinning someone else's. You had a little bit of a, little bit of fame there with a pinned comment. I don't even, I don't even know if you can see comments here, but, uh, hello. Yeah. So if you're just joining all I'm doing in my backyard, it feels like spring. So I wanted to get outside. I wanted to get outside. Did you see what I did there? I just kind of smushed all of those words together. I wanted to get outside, wanted to get, wanted to get, wanted to get. I wanted to get outside and get my patio furniture up on my back deck. I don't think I will be able to do any live lessons from outside like I used to because I have that new microphone and it has a boom. So if I do go outside, I would have to sacrifice some of the sound quality. So I would have to give up some of that sound quality to be outside. And I think it would be better for people who are trying to learn English if the sound is a little better. So I might do most of mine inside. All right, you can see. Achy. Good. I, I think I did. I, I didn't make that word, that's for sure. We use it all the time in English. But it's one of those English words like, if you turned it in on an English paper, would your professor say, oh, achy is not a real word, but that's how we talk. That's how Americans talk. I feel a little achy. And if you feel a little achy, people are going to know exactly what you mean. So it's one of those things where, yeah, not seeing the snow. It's, it's, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's green out yet because, and I still have some, look at this. We do fall cleanup in the fall. In the autumn, we do fall cleanup. But then a lot of the wind blows and it will blow leaves onto your lawn. So then we have to do spring cleanup where we clean up the leaves from our lawn. It's, uh, you know, we, we, we call them first world problems. That's something we say in the United States. first world problems. If you have first world problems, that means you're complaining about things that really aren't important. Like I can get water. I got a COVID shot. 
You know, there are people around the world who can't get vaccinated. I have no right to complain about the leaves on my lawn. Those are first world problems. Just like today, my wife, Jamie, she got her COVID shot. Now listen to this. There was a woman that was there before my wife got there and she had her shot. After you get your shot, they make you sit down or they suggest that you sit down for 10 minutes just in case you have an allergic reaction. And this woman started having an allergic reaction, probably to the shot she just received. And her lips started puffing up. They started getting big. They started puffing up. And she started to not feel so good. Not feel so well is the correct way to say that. But in normal everyday conversation, we always change good to well. I, I don't usually, but I, I, a lot of times you'll hear people say good. So she started not to feel so good and the ambulances were called and they came and they took her away. But there was another woman waiting to get the shot and she's a teacher. And she said, I need to, I need to get my shot. People are waiting for me back at school. And you're like, this woman is having a medical emergency. You can wait. Your shot will be there. Hopefully the people who are watching your students, they can hang on a little longer, but she needs medical attention. Your shot is not as important. So it was kind of like, you know, people get caught up in their own problems, but there's someone in the world right now that is having a real big problem and it's not the leaves in their yard. Let's go out here and see if anybody is, uh, any neighbors want to talk to me. Probably not. I do hear some voices though. Oh. Yeah, there's some kids playing, but I won't put them on camera. Hello. Oh, you want to hear a good story? So Easter was this past weekend. And the two children across the street, they egged us. And what happens when you egg someone is you sneak up on their house. You be very quiet. Sneak up on their house. And then you hide eggs everywhere. And then you knock on their door and you run. And she left a note that said, you've been egged. So we went outside and there's still one egg left. We went outside and they had left us a bunch of eggs with candy. Uh, but what we did, because they're, they're young kids, we thought, we don't need the candy. So why don't we go egg them? So we took all the eggs that they left in our yard and then we went and put them on their yard. But they were watching us the whole time. We didn't even know. We didn't even know they were watching us. So. I'm going to check the com. Any comments? Hello. So I can wave. Anna. Anna's here. Anna from Spain, right? Yeah, Anna and I spoke um, maybe a month ago. So that was fun. Let's see. Do you hear him playing? I don't want to get them on camera. I'm sure their parents won't mind, but. Empathy. There you go. I like that. I'm going to pin that one up. Yeah, empathy. Um, just in case you don't know what empathy is, I know uh, Paolo knows. Oh, sorry, Paula. Paula knows. Um, but yeah, empathy. Let's talk about empathy for a minute. Um, it's If you ever hear of sympathy, 
it's not quite the same thing. Uh, but empathy is when you can actually feel what another person is feeling. So it's good to have empathy. You know, just we sometimes will say, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. It's like, you know, try to feel what they're feeling. Try to understand how they feel and, you know, be nice about it. So, yeah, empathy is a good thing to have. And I think most people do. But every every so often we might forget. All right, I think I'm going to get out of here. Hope you learned a little. Oh, is there a question here? Soda. My son asked me a question. Tap on the, hang on. I'm tapping on it. Oh, what's my favorite soda? Oh, he asked a question. Oh, okay. Uh, my favorite soda? Well, young man, you should not drink soda. That's my, uh, that's my answer. You should drink water. But of course, anybody who knows me well uh, knows that I, I try to have only one soda a day. And in the morning, I will have uh, what we call a monster. Probably not that good for you. But uh, I don't like, I like coffee, but uh, it gives me a headache. But I do need some caffeine in the morning. So I have Monster. That's probably my favorite. But in the video today that I made, I did get a soda. Uh, I think it's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, Learn English at an American Corner Store is called. And I got a Mountain Dew Zero. Mountain Dew for a little caffeine. So not good for you. But it, it tastes really good to me. You got a question. What's the difference between a goal and an aim? Hmm. It's a good question. Uh, good question. I think in the United States, we would probably use goal more. And if you know what that is, I'm sure you do. It's where you set a plan. You set some kind of milestone in the future. And you make that your goal. So maybe your goal for the next week is to study English for an hour every day. So the, the aim, I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing. It's just what you are striving to do. It's what you're trying to do. So you may aim to study English for one hour a week, uh, one hour a day for the next week. So your aim, it's just like... um. If you're shooting arrows, you know, you're, you have some archery going on and you aim for the target. It's very similar. It's something in the future and you're trying to achieve it. You're trying to, to win at that. I hope that helps. It is super sunny out here and I don't think I can see anymore. Go into the shade, but I really uh, should get going. Yeah. What is it? Mon- yes. Monster is an energy drink. Yeah, I have... I can go grab one. I keep, I keep, I keep some drinks in the garage. The door almost hit me. I keep some drinks in the garage. Do you have monster? Cause they stay cold, but that's a monster. It's good stuff. It's called ultra sunrise. Yeah. It'll give you some energy. That's for sure. But now that it's getting warmer, I should really take these into the refrigerator, but it just saves some space in the refrigerator. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. I need to go, because I got some things to do. 
But this was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget, Saturday, going live, going to do a more formal English lesson. And I uh, hope you can join us Saturday about noontime here uh, on the East Coast of the United States. Check it out. American English with this guy. Can't miss it. All right. See you all later. Thank you.